hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this campaign, The Tyranny of Dragons. However, this campaign is not about me. It's about the lovely players we've got with us here tonight, who I think should introduce themselves and their characters. Hello, everyone. My name's Claire. I'm playing Mira, Dragonborn Sorcerer, half Silver Dragon, half Red Dragon. Um, she's a Kinbean Sorcerer who just wants to be a spy um, and always tries her best. She's currently single-eyed, Mira, um, but hopefully maybe getting an upgrade soon. Fingers crossed. Alright, well, I'll just jump in then. Um, so I'm Jared, I'm playing the character of Jin, our know, um, resident uh, shapeshifter, or shape... Uh, shapeling? Uh, changeling? Um, I'm currently... I like shapeling. Shapeling makes shapeling. sense. I kind of like it's that, actually. interesting little... Uh, <laughs> little mistake I just made but it flows well <laughs> um, but yeah so I have a lot of different personas that I sort of lean into uh, trying to flesh out the character a little bit uh, so maybe we'll see how that goes to today um, and I'm playing the uh, persona of Swabby Seabit at the moment a uh, sort of like a sailor or pirate captain that's currently not anywhere near the ocean so yeah so we'll continue on with that and see how we go today absolutely I'm Mike. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, the Wolfforge Artificer, who has been has spent a couple of hundred years in the uh, the bowels of a flying city, and which is now currently crashed and is now kind of out for revenge against dragons. So we'll see see how that goes. Hmm. I'm Ali, and I'm playing the character Lyra, the redheaded druid, who's um just been locked in a gem for a couple hundred years and uh with the others uh just crash landed fantastic well our lovely lovely players uh we have uh, we have a few updates to share we now have some new artwork for our good friend Lockie hobbs you will notice that he has some pretty cool new artwork on the overlay uh, and it should be swinging around above me uh just up there uh as it comes around we should be able to see him at some point as well popping through the new artwork for Lockie. um so i hope you guys enjoy that that was a lot of fun to uh, a lot of fun to make that um make that artwork for Lockie. It's, it's, I feel like I don't draw enough Warforged and I really enjoy it. So I'm going to try and draw, more, draw some more Warforged. Draw, draw some more Warforged. <laughs> Why is that so hard to say? <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you you guys who joined me for that live stream. I actually live streamed that uh, that character art um, session. Thank you for those of you who joined me. It was a really fun thing. We just had some chill music playing, did some drawing together. It was, it was a nice little time. Um, apart from that, we've done some Sea of Thieves streams since uh, last we met. We've done some more um, Witcher 3, because I'm completely addicted to that game now. Um, <laughs> complete, I'm completely addicted again, as, as I am constantly. Uh, to the point where I just invested in a, um, in a Kickstarter for a Witcher 3 board game that's coming out soon. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all my updates. Any, anyone got any fun new updates to share with the, uh, share with the crowd? Well, look, not yeah, much to really do in lockdown, hey? <laughs> no, it's a good point. Melbourne's oh, a lockdown yeah. since we last met. Oh. Mm. It's been pretty shit. My partner, Alice, was due to move up on Tuesday. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. So that's not happened. Um, oh. <laughs> so that's that's been shit. Um, but look, we've, we've done six months. I'm hoping it's only a couple more weeks. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> it's alright. Look, it, it is what it is. We It's been our luck with the COVID lockdowns. So, que sera, yeah. sera. What will be, will be. Well, I mean, that's, that's I feel like that's a depressing note. We need to have something positive to focus on. Um, like D&D. Yeah, D&D, yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> crazy earth-shattering and destructive happening in our, in our D&D campaign. Um, oh, yeah. Nah, it's been oh. super chill. Nah, it's been mega chill. Um, well, I think we should we should quickly go back and do our little recap. So, currently, we have been following the Escapades of the Tempest Adventuring Guild with some new members joining the crowd. Azua, Mira, Jin, Loki, and Lyra have been travelling, investigating the Order of the Dragon, um, and they are now dedicated to preventing the resurrection of Tiamat, the goals of the Order. Having travelled much of the land of Oshia, defeated many foes, and successfully infiltrated the ranks of this cult, the group have found themselves aboard an ancient flying castle, used by the cult as a base of operations. After damaging the control matrix, essential for powering and flying the castle, Resimir, one of the cult leaders, has fled the castle on the back of a white dragon, Hale, with most of the cults who were occupying the castle following close behind on the various mismatched airships and flying craft they had docked. With the castle mostly abandoned, the party began exploring. Sensing the potential that the new allies they gained offered the guild, the party set off to clear the remaining rooms of the castle. After reaching the engine room, the party discovered Sandasil, an ancient vampire living in one of the upper towers of the castle, had taken control and commandeered the upper keep, detaching and flying off on it. With the castle now directly headed for the ground, the party were forced to jump for safety, trusting in some featherfall tokens to prevent becoming pancakes. After a bumpy landing, the party travelled to the nearby town of Kerwell, a river trade post filled with a varied band of sailors and traders, taking a well-earned break in the sunken barge, a uh, literally a barge that had been beached on the side of the river and turned into a tavern, the party enjoyed some hearty food and drink and discussed their next move. Now, we left off with um, Jin in the guise of Swabby Seabeard. Swabby um, Seabeard, come on, matey. That's Swabby Seabeard. Um, while the rest of you um, were mostly disguised as yourselves, uh, so not disguised, basically. Um, <laughs> you enjoyed some delicious food, some delicious drink. Um, I believe you had a dragon ale, um, the stinky foot rum. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, how could that be not delicious? Uh, as well as some, some various foods and drinks. Um, we left off with you basically deciding your next move. Did you want to take an overnight barge to the city of Palin, hire some horses, travel by roads, or wait until morning and take one of the express barges in the morning? Um, you have been told by um, Big Fat uh, Lomach, the owner of the um, owner of the tavern, that there are rooms for rent upstairs uh, that you can stay in if you wanted to. You just need to speak to his Arakokura uh, partner. Who looks like a beautiful blue plumaged toucan? I don't add too much detail to my story. You add too much detail to your stories. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Talked about the barge. Yeah, you. you I think the, la- the last, the last you guys were discussing, you were basically determining whether or not to take the overnight barge, sleep on the barge, and arrive in the morning, or stay here for the morning, stay here for the night, and then in the morning catch an express barge during the lighter day. Well, we could save some money if we sleep on the barge. I guess. Yeah. Also, it means we've been moving as well. Yes, that's. Correct, and we do need to send word to our 
contacts in Palon as soon as possible. Palon as soon so as possible. So you, you remember Azua took off to go and contact um, various people in Palon and war, and basically say like, look, the rest of the team are coming, but for the moment we need to get started on some stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, you, you do know Azua took off in advance to go and do that stuff, and that's why Azua's so, not here with us. <laughs> yes. So I imagine that we're all still sitting around the table, like having our yeah yeah rot exactly right. it is. we haven't no time has passed since the last game oh. we've, we've just let you guys exactly where you were so something did catch Jin's eye in the tavern um some people were just having some nice games of uh dice and all that other stuff yeah you did see some people playing a game of dice so um Jin will sort of sit there on the table and he'd look at everyone like oh you know we've got uh We've got our good old friend uh, Azua flying off to Palin. Tell everybody about our ordeal. We could probably stay here for a night, get a good uh, sleep, and get our sea legs on in the morning. What say yeah. ye? Our sea legs. You know, Jin, I'm never quite sure which one oh, you are. Who's the Jin? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about there, mate. Yes, exactly my point. It's curious. I like this one. I like this one. Oh, yeah, like Swabby Seabeard, eh? And you notice, uh, I didn't actually add this in before, but in his beard, it looks like little, like maybe like, it has like a little bit of seaweed in it and like like a, <laughs> a mollusk or two, like like a hermit crab or two like, in it. Because Seabeard. Amazing. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, the and you sort of like you're on your way to Davy Jones, but you're not quite there yet. Yeah, but like not there. <laughs> like, there's like little bits of it. Jack so you're just the beard. Is that why you're? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think I as well, so like much. with the changing, it actually makes sense that he could make it look like in my beard. There's little like things moving around. Oh, yeah. or, or whatever, like just for fun. But um. You can have a little crab every so often, like come out and cool. move around. Not not for not because that's possible, just because it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but uh, yeah, so that's what the, uh, the humor of it. So yeah, Sobby will sort of lean over to um, Demira though. He'll whisper it. This is what it takes to be a good spy, there, lass. Demira uh, will will lean will lean lean back and just give her like a, a significant wink with her one eye I'll sort of give you a wink as well and go get out your notepad lass take notes okay she does (laughs) (laughs) school's in session yeah go on what's what's your lessons for Mira let's hear them well you have to take on many (laughs) different personas lass yes yes I can do that yes it might be a bit wee harder for ye to do it you don't have cool. the changing abilities like I do, yes. but you can give it to your shot. Give it to Sorry, all. did you did you just assume her race? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my God, I'm who so is this asshole? Swabby starts. <laughs> Swabby starts like sort of like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Mira's just sitting there, totally nonplussed, thinking that this half silver, half red distinctive dragonborn might one day be able to, I don't know, disguise herself. She's just like <laughs> looking off into the far distance. But yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jen will just for a little bit tell Mira about some little tricks and trade. 
I'm not going to go to like delve into it. I don't want to sit here for like half an hour just like talking to the the to the uh, base of the podcast saying what it takes to be a spy. <laughs> I do, so I do kind of love it though. I do kind of love that you're there, just like telling her how to be a spy. And she, I mean, you're not. It's not that you're not proficient in that sort of stuff, Mira. It's just that you've not had a lot of luck with that sort no. of stuff. <laughs> no, it really hasn't. <laughs> yeah, just not a huge amount of luck. No. That's okay. She is a keen bee. She will she will write everything down. She'll make a line, <laughs> line map this situation. Um, uh, I bet she does absolutely. And I'll, I'll sort of say as well. Now, one secret. This is a big one. When one of your companions are in a uh, persona, don't go say their real name. Oh yes, yes, I know that one already. Yes. Yar, that that has happened once. Yeah, we, I, I turn or and look twice. Over, Yeah, I look at Lyra and um, Lockie and go, Where's Spies in training? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dara, but I'm a little bit more accomplished. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're now, a real... is, is name forgetting something that you do often? Not. Well, uh, we should explain a bit. My name is a bit taboo. Actually, do they actually know, like... No. We've never no. really sat down and have a chat with them about anything. No. 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 You've not told them <laughs> shit. Lara's <laughs> just a stunned mullet right actually, now. Actually, have we even... No. Because, no, we no. told no. Talari about what we were doing, but these two are, like, new. They've I've told Talari some of the... it. Yeah, they've just jumped off the castle with us, and now they're here. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm very oh my God. about this as well. I... But I have no real. Think about that. Yeah, I think we will. Ex- on that sort of segue of Mira's name, we will explain the story thus far. Yeah, we won't. Re- I don't think we'll sit here and tell them all about it. There's a lot no. to mention. I mean, so- basically, what we'll do there is, uh, if you're if you're new and you want to know the story thus far, if you jump back to episode one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the podcast, you can catch up uh, in only I think ninety hours of, uh, <laughs> of listening. You'll catch up in no time. Um, I probably I won't tell them everything though, if I'm being honest, because they're new. I don't know them, so I'll no, exactly probably right. just sort of keep them up. So I'll just do a really brief dot point just to give the viewers at home as well just a little bit of an idea yeah. of what we're talking about. I'm not going to do a conversation though; we'll go for too long. But basically, just mention that like the castle they were in was inhabited by the Order of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Lockie would obviously know more about that because he was actually around when they were like, in the castle. And, I'm just, and I'll just say they're trying to raise an ancient evil into the world, Tiamat. Um, mm-hmm. Now trying to summon her back into the world. We were sent there to stop it, pretty much. Or like help out against it like with the Horde and other such things. Um, as, as I finish the story, he's like, so you're saying you're in the room with Bornhold, and he said her name again? Wait, who? Born Grey. Yes, you're in the room with Born Grey, and then he, the, the angel boy said her name? That is problematic. Ah, yes, that was a, that was a little bit of a... Uh, yes. And then, and then later on, that, that cat fellow said your name? My Sorry. But I was able to twist it. I see. Something else. But yes, we we uh we got past those very easily there, my friend. Yes. Except so for I've the seen... born grey part. 
We killed him, and then I turned into him. Yar, it was a good old time. That sounds... <laughs> yeah, it was a good old time. I <laughs> 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 just wanted to unpack that statement for a few seconds. <laughs> Look, I start, uh, if I don't put in those key, like, words, I start, like, trailing off from the pirate accent. So I need to put in the yars and other things to keep that up. No, man, I love it. <laughs> Did you get it on the sweater? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So I guess like for the maybe for like an hour or so or two, we'll probably sort of take through eating and drinking and talking about the story, yeah. Owen. Absolutely. Just sort of catching catching them up to speed, getting them into um to understand um what's been going on. But uh, after you, oh yeah, I will say one thing. I'm not going to tell them just yet that I work for the Harpers and the Bard and the College of the Bards. Not just yet. Not until yeah, I no, know I can trust them a little bit more. Yeah, no, no, no. That's I think that's incredibly reasonable. I don't think you need to share that information just yet. Um, I don't think there's any reason to share that information. So as you as you sort of take them through this and, and sort of catch them up to speed and, and go through um, everything that you think is sort of relevant for them to understand, um, obviously you two, um, Michael and Ali, you, you know what's been going on. Um, do you think your characters would have any sort of specific reactions to this information that you've now just been given? Um, well, yeah. I think Lyra would, um, her initial reaction would just sort of be, I have no idea what's going on. Like, none <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but gonna... she's sort of what, you know, Sorry, she's I'm... like, I'm... oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead, actually. I'll let you go first. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the most part, um, her face is just sort of blank. Like, you've got no idea, like, has she taken any of this on? Is she being cagey? Um, nah, it's, she's just like, I think I'm just going to follow Lucky, keep him safe, and maybe, if I can, get my hands on one of those dragon's eggs because they sound really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> noticing, that, noticing that Lyra is like, sort of this, just like, sitting there blank, I'm gonna actually ask her. You okay there, wee lass? You seem to be a little bit uh, pale there. You can kind of understand. They've just been effectively teleported into the future. It must be. I can't imagine it, actually. Are you okay, my dear? Strange. It's definitely a bit strange, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and this is not the case setting to update you with the current <laughs> political, educational... What I start doing, I start mm. getting things at cups and going, see this, cup. <laughs> oh no. And I pick up a spoon. <laughs> You're this be a spoon. Use it to eat with. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I just start doing that with like nearly everything on the table. <laughs> I, I think she has a, a pretty decent grasp of basic concepts. Although I will say this, yeah. my dear, that the uh, the Thorn Hornbill has lost part of its bill over the last uh, couple of centuries. Uh, <laughs> the the evolution's changing a bit, so you might need to change one of your forms if you're going to jump into that one. Yar, the Thornbill. <laughs> oh my god. Is it I think we found the, the name of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> Thornbill. <laughs> 
uh, I guess I'll have to see one in order to change the form. It, it kind of goes off memory. <laughs> just wait. Whatever happened, he, he said the beak just gets got shorter. That's all you need to do there, lass. Just think in your mind, the thorn bill, whatever the thing is, and shorter beak. <laughs> I really wished it worked that way. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine the things that I could come up with? Oh my god. You're looking at a changeling. <laughs> I'm a spider, oh, except I've got swords for legs. Yes, <laughs> terrifying. I sort of, Wait, I did look at Lara, exists. though, and I go, ooh, uh, I guess my constant changing and all that. That might have you a bit jarred there, lass. I'm just kind of assuming this is how people in the future just are now. <laughs> can, can everybody do this? Is it? Is I'll it a be honest thing? with you there, lass. This is actually quite a rare skill. Or not a skill. Not, not your type of thing that you find. So you couldn't teach it to me? I point at everybody and go, See all these people? Well, yeah. most of them probably aren't changelings. You wouldn't actually know that, though, because they might be. <laughs> I just realized this is a really hard thing to actually show. What about that man over there that's throwing up? Could he possibly be a changeling? <laughs> As you look over, you do indeed see uh, a very sort of um, very older gentleman with very tanned, leathery brown skin currently throwing up very quietly and gently back into his mug that he's been drinking from. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, he just throws back into his mug and sits there looking really out of it, sort of eyes half closed, swaying a bit. After a few more seconds, he takes a sip from his mug. Oh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this to Lucky. Yar, he's either a very good actor or he's not a changeling. <laughs> he then falls off his chair, spilling the contents of the mug over his chest and face as he lies there and mates all start laughing and pointing. That's not cool. That's Yar, not I don't cool. think he's a changeling. Well, I would certainly hope not. Uh, what you see is after a few seconds, emerging from one of the side rooms, you hear this mechanical clunking and this occasional sort of squeaking of metal on metal. And then emerging from this side room is another Warforged, another very ancient no. looking Warforged, um, covered in rust. Up, <laughs> covered in rust with uh, a number of gears sort of powering various components a couple of the gears are cracked and damaged um, half the face plate has actually been torn off uh, and you can see the internal workings um, clicking about he's just sort of like stops and gazes he clicks and looks down target acquired requiring cleaning he looks back up towards <laughs> the uh, towards the bartender he looks back up towards the bartender the uh, large tabaxi and he goes Wait then, off you go. Go and clean him up. Took him outside. Affirmative. Oh man, poor wolf. He then bends down, grabs his leg with one foot, and then drags this body outside. This uh, unconscious man. I shouldn't say body. Drags this unconscious man uh, outside. <laughs> After a few seconds from outside, you hear a splash followed by. What the fuck? What'd you do that for? Oh damn! Spluttering and sort of coughing uh, as uh, you suspect that someone's just been chucked into the river. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to clean off. That Warforged. Yeah. How autonomous was his movement? Or did he seem like he was compelled in some way? No, seemed. I, I mean, make make me an insight check because definitely that's um, that seems like a very insightful insightful sort of check to make. 
I'm not a very insightful warforged. Four. Oh. Um, he moved. He moved mechanically. Is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, as as you look at him, as you look at him, I hang on. I, I won't be an asshole. As as you look at him, definitely the way that he is moving about. Um, he does. He did seem to come to like. Th- th- there was definitely thought. Like he does seem to you to be a conscious warforged, not just a um, not just a golem or a mindless construct. He did. He did seem to have like there was there was definitely like pauses where you could see the internal workings through that missing half faceplate. You could see the internal workings clicking away, and some components that you probably recognise that you would have in common with him, um, that you know were responsible for certain levels of, of decision making and problem solving. You can see they're ticking away. He just seems very old, very run down, very rusty. He looks older than I feel. Also, he needs. He, lo- he definitely. He looks like a precursor model. He looks like a precursor model to you. As you, as you look at him, he does look a lot like some some of the um, armor's not been as well designed. Some of the components have not been as well made. It looks like he was an older model, maybe even a prototype. You're not sure. Well, mm. that was a T eighty one. Jesus. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> and bent. <laughs> He'll be back then. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, <laughs> Not that sort of multiple. <laughs> you just see a thumbs up as he sinks into the river, as his like hand just up the river. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, so yeah, it was. I mean, after after a few after a few seconds, Loki. Um, he begins stomping back in again, sort of dusting off his hands. Um, he looks around a little bit, sort of pauses and looks at the polished wood, focuses in on it, nods as if it meets his approval, and continues sort of moving about the boat, casting a very um, a very appraisive eye over what he's seeing, sort of looking for any signs of, of possibly damage or wear. Everything seems to meet his standard, and he begins heading back towards um, the room. Did, that he does, he, does he meet my eye at all? No, he, he sort of, like, as, as he moves over you, he just spends no more time looking at you than he does anyone else in the tavern. He, his focus seems to be the ship rather than the people in it. It's almost like he, 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 it's almost like it's the focus on the ship is so great. Everything else is just background to him. He's not, he's not as aware of it. Mm. Yeah, almost like well, some sort of scooter. <laughs> I think we've found the, uh, the reason this place is so well taken care of. Hmm. Are there very many Warforged in this world? Are they rare or common? Um, varying degrees of rareness depending on how old they are. So the older they are, the much more rare they are. Um, Warforged that were... So most of the Warforged in Ostea were made during the time of the Ruin. Um, and the knowledge to make them has been... A lot of it is not fully understood anymore. Like The, the, the techniques that used to work before the Ruin now no longer work in the same way uh, and that's something that people find very confusing because the magic shouldn't have changed but somehow it has so there aren't very many new warforged that have been made after the ruin um warforge never um they never run down on their own as in like they, they as long as they are kept in well maintained condition they, they 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 are effectively functionally immortal um as long as they are they're well maintained um so the warforge that are alive are mostly ones that were not frontline soldiers. Any of the frontline soldiers, there's a few that are still sort of kicking around, but um, yeah, it's not not a huge number of them. And a lot of the Warforged that survived are very specialized models. Um, a lot of the generic ones that were sort of sent to the front lines, yeah, not, not around as much anymore. So there's, I would say that depending on where you go, rarer and more 
common. So the main cities you'll you'll often find a couple of hundred. Out in the smaller towns, you'd be very lucky to find one or two. Um, you know that there are a population. Loki would know that there's a population of Warforged that live with the dwarves um, over on their continent. Um, that are very specially designed for excavating and mining and tunneling. They're much shorter, much stockier, sort of matching the dwarven frame. Um, as well. Um, Mira, you would know that the Warforged are not really around in the Dragonborn and Dragon homeland. Um, mm. There's not very many of them. The sand and the desert heat do not pair well with internal workings requiring smooth locomotion of gears. Um, yeah, and the extreme temperatures make it very hard, like the expanding and contracting of, of parts with the heat and the cold, they don't, they do not work as well in the desert. There are, there are very few, if any. Hmm. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did. Huh. All right. Well, um, yeah. What Lucky you be sort doing? Of power back into the room and disappear from sight. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go. Go. Go, Jared. Oh no, my bad. I just. No, you're good. No, no, no. Do you want to keep going with that? No, I just, I just, I sort of left it open to see if uh, Lockie wanted to go say hello. But um, oh, you see, hundred percent. If you want you to see do the that, character, yeah. you see the character disappear uh, back into the room where he was before, just behind the bar, or just down from the bar. Well, I won't just now because it seems like he's working, and I, I know if you know if you interrupt their train of thought, you can sometimes set off a a a theoretical cascade, and I don't want to do that, poor man. So, if we do end up staying the night here, I might seek him out, but for now, I think I'll let him go. That's fair. Also, I, I believe we have we have some work to do anyway, I think. I, I think. Am I wrong? We just Wait. have to decide if we're staying here and taking the barge in the morning, and I suppose we do have to think about our next move. Do we remember what our friend was saying about their next gathering well, spot, our enemy. It would have to probably be the uh, it'd have to be the the runic summoning circle, I think there, Lass. I think that is where they shall be going. Mm. That was where the the castle was heading before the change of location, I believe. Yar, that's it. That's the one. Yes. You do, do we very vividly idea? remember that. Yes. Do we have any idea where that was exactly? Lockie, do you know? Does he? Uh, you would all know from what you were, except for Lyra, I guess, but Lyra would have been told now. Um, the north? You all remember that the castle was originally heading um, north. And then no. as you, so, so before you came and interrupted the path and sort of put it back towards the south, towards Palin, um, it had changed direction and was now headed uh, towards the east. Mm. So, so northeast. We could go that way, but we're going to go back to Palin first. Yar, I think that'd be the best thing to do. And then we can, uh, Come up with some plans. And see okay. whatever other intel there is out there. Ah, yes, intel, yes. And possibly resupply. Ah, uh, yes, that's a good idea. But for now, I think we have a nice, warm meal as we currently are, and then a nice sleep on some beds. 
Well, actually, Dungeon Master has to make an apology. Dungeon Master doesn't know East and West. Um, I forgot that my map was upside down. West. <laughs> I have, I have, so I positioned west? my map different northwest. I positioned my map a bit differently to look for something, um, just to sort of see like distances. Sorry, northwest, not northeast. It had turned towards the west, so it had been going north, and then it was headed towards the northwest. Apologies. Well, it's been a couple of hundred years since I last slept in a bed, so I'm always happy for that too. <laughs> Yarr! Beds haven't changed much there, lass, so, uh. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I guess, I guess Owen will be staying uh, overnight. So yep, you, you absolutely. So you you remember that bloody great lummox, the large tabaxi, pointed you in the direction of a beautiful blue plumaged toucan arakokra, um, who was in her own section towards the other side of this uh, this large open space uh, inside the tavern. She had sort of set herself up behind a little booth uh, and seemed to be in charge of the inside of the uh, of the tavern. Has everyone finished with their meals? I do not eat, but yes, I am done. As as you guys are sort of draining off the last of your drinks and cleaning off your plates, a rope lowers down from the ceiling and clunks against the wooden table, uh, followed quickly by the scampering feet of Gobbo, um, the the goblin bartender. Is that is that all? Can I get you anything else? Any more drinks? Any more food? Yeah, I think we'd be right for now, for now but uh, we'll definitely be back later. Fantastic. Do you want me to do you want me to try and save the booth for you? Gets a bit busy here later. If you're staying the night, could save your booth. Why not? Sounds like a plan. Quite. We've got one upstairs for the residents who are staying the night. Slightly more, shall we say, private area. And I don't have to climb across the ceiling to serve your food. (laughs) I'm not too fussed. It's pretty hard to hold the plates in your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> don't think about that but moving on actually Gobbo I have a question you, yeah. if you fetch us food and you fetch us drinks and things yep. are you able to fetch other things as well well it depends what it is if you're after a rat could probably catch that if you're after somebody's head probably going to be a little bit more tricky Excellent. Okay. Wow. That escalated quite quickly, but I'm, I'm, I am all for that. So, okay, not at this moment, though. No, I, I just need um, uh, four things. I need a, uh, a small socket wrench. Mm-hmm. I need five shards of iron, two of brass. Um, mm-hmm. oh, let me see. I would require just some scrap metal and... Mm, Get and some bacon grease. I can fix that for you right now. Fantastic, my friend. I'll be right back. You're the best gobby I've ever seen. Yeah, too bloody right. Uh, You see him scurry back up the rope, and then the rope is pulled back up to the ceiling and retied, and he scurries across the ceiling and disappears from view. And what is this for? Ah, just a little project. Do you like tinkering? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't sleep, so I need something to while away the hours. Ah, oh, that's useful. Hmm. Hmm. 
Very now easy. my question is, are you going to wait here for Gobbo, or are you going to do anything else? I was, I was going to give you choices, but actually your choices are, did you want to wait for Gobbo or do something else? I have a feeling he'll find us. Shall I, shall I organise the beds? Do we have to speak to the second in charge? Yeah, you go do that. Here's uh, some coin, and I give you some coin. Yep. I'm not going to give you like I'm not going to give you much now. Like just I'll give you quote unquote enough for all of us. I'll find out an exact amount. Don't worry. Get a discount from me. I don't do the bed. Oh yes. Thanks. <laughs> that's a, that's a good no point. Good so where do you sleep then? Do you just do you sleep in the corner? No, I don't sleep, my friend. I I put myself into a a low. Uh, uh, sorry, words, words, 200 years, words, words. I put myself into, into a low, uh... Center of gravity. No, oh. not center of gravity. <laughs> entropic state. A low entropic state, but I don't use too much power. So oh, my, my, my gears will unwind much more slowly. Yar, these things be fame-dangled. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really very, very simple. I, I, I start opening part of the um, part of my torso. See this part here. If I wind it very, very carefully, it'll I'll start draining them or ticking them. Yar, what if I touch this one right here? Oh, oh that that was not. Oh, uh, Swabby, Swabby Zbeard, can you please roll me a d4? <laughs> oh, no. I only pointed, didn't touch it. Oh, didn't you? Okay, then you don't need to roll a d4. <laughs> oh. I was just, I'm not going to like go and start fucking around with his circuitry. No, no, that does sound like a, does sound like a Jared thing to do if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it. We're going to probably have a rest anyway. Roll me a d4, please. Oh. <laughs> Two. Um, and uh, Lockie, can you please roll me a d6? Yeah. I've touched something. <laughs> yes. Uh, Swabby, as you, as you poke your finger in, um, and touch one of the internal components. You touch a large coiled copper wire and receive a static electric shock dealing two damage as a discharge of electrical energy <laughs> is unleashed from this copper wire. Nice. Uh, Lockie, <laughs> your center of gravity has been recalibrated. It's now a foot lower in your memory banks than it is in real life. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know that it will take you a couple of uh, a couple of hours to recalibrate completely after on a full diagnostic. So as I get as I get shocked, ah, <laughs> you fucking what the, f- whoa, that hurt. What was oh that? Wait, wait, and he's, he's just sort of rocking backwards and forwards on his seat. My head, it's where it's not supposed to be. No, it's oh no. I... This is probably the closest you've ever been to being drunk, Lockie. Mm. Yeah. I've also I've also. Uh, Put my finger in the uh, the the stinky foot rot uh, rum to cool it down. Oh, uh, okay. You catch fire? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean it's it, it burns the stinky foot <laughs> stinky foot rum. It almost feels slightly acidic as you put your finger in it and swear. Oh, fuck it, that hurts too. What the f- Jesus? Buy me. Sixteen me points of acid. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Uh, as, a, as a gelatinous cube emerges from the stinky foot room. Yeah, so, Amira, did you say you were going to head over and talk to the toucan? Yes. 
Awesome. Lyra, would you like to head with her? Do you want to stay with the boys? What did you want to do? The boys. Lyra will probably um, go with her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as Mira and Lyra sort of push through the throng of sailors and um, other dock workers, um, immediately the thing that strikes both of you is the smell of unwashed bodies, booze, and Ooh. sweat as you pass through this area slightly more populated by the uh, the common folk uh, in this tavern. But you are able to push through without any sort of fights being started or spilling anyone's drinks, and you stand before the booth with the Arakokra seated inside. She's currently sitting reading a book with a very elegant cover, um, spirals of silver uh, calligraphy make up this beautiful border of the of the cover um, and you can see written in common um, is a title um, The Sea of Lust on the title oh. of the book and she is, uh, she is just currently sort of leaning back, flicking through the pages uh, reading this book with a, a, a very um, a very focused expression as she, she looks over this book um, she does not seem to notice your approach as you step up to the booth um, I would also add that she she's quite short, even for an Arakoka who are generally a little bit on the shorter side. She looks to only be about four and a half, maybe maybe to push five feet. Um, she's just seated on a stool to get her up to a much higher level. Uh, and yeah, beautiful blue plumage with these red and green um, markings, and then yeah, this large toucan beak with the rainbow stripe. Um, I'll just stand there politely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long will you stand there politely for? Just <laughs> he was pretty patient. Does she recognise the book, actually? Would she know the genre of that book? Uh, it's called The Sea of Lust. I, I'm going to say right now, you know for a fact it's some trashy romance novel. Uh. <laughs> Can Lyra go behind, try and get behind her to read like the page like just over her shoulder? like oh i wonder what oh yeah 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 the the booth the booth's open at one end you can just come around and sort of like start leaning over and reading um what you read uh, over her shoulder make me a quick perception check i just want to see how much you get or investigation perception or investigation your uh, choice i just want to see how much uh, of this you get all right perception or investigation perception. No, we're wrong. yeah 24 am i gonna have to read out this page to you am i <laughs> <laughs> is that what the people want? I think that's what the people want. That's um, what the people want. People want. That's we, what we the people want. want. Decides. Yeah, as as you lean over, um, I'll tell you the gist, and then I'll just read a single sentence from. It. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Um, definitely, immediately you catch um, that there is a single female protagonist, um, and she is having to choose between two men: a pirate and captain of the uh, the admiral's navy. Um, the pirate is a swashbuckling roguish gentleman who um, fills her with excitement and brings danger to her life and, and treats her as, a, as an equal um, but he is a bit of a rougher character whereas the uh, the captain in the admiral's uh, service far more respectful but very sort of um, very uh, stuck in, in the claustrophobic society from which he's come um, and she she's torn between these two loves um, and the, the sentence that probably sort of sums it up, you look and um, the, the phrase, as the salt sea spray crossed her face, she knew that she would come on the ship. Um, <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's, uh, that, that's uh, and uh, as you're sort of like reading this, um, what, what would Lyra's response be to something like this? Because I'll, I'll say right now that probably this is not something that was around too much when you were when you were a lass. Back in the good old days. She's just yeah. glad. She's like, 
Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say that? Something probably similar to it. Like, as you say, oh, heck yeah. (laughs) As you say, oh, heck yeah. Um, With a sort of a cry of alarm and a startle, the the toucan and cockroach sort of fluffs up her plumage and spin her and goes, Who are you? What are you doing here? What's going on? What? Why, why are you here? What, what are you doing? It's a really good book. Are there many others like it, or is it kind of just one of a kind? Oh, sorry, you you startled me a little bit. Uh, no, there's, there's a number of uh, books uh, in the series. This is just one of eight. One of eight? Oh. That's just just one series that this author writes, and there are there are hundreds of hundreds of books like this. See, have, have you have you not had the pleasure of reading some erotic uh. fiction? I've had the pleasure of reading, just erotic fiction didn't exist for me a couple of months, until a month ago. Yeah, months. Well, I can thoroughly recommend The Velvet Underground, a a library in uh, Palin that sells quite a large number of uh, of books like this and uh, rents (laughs) them out as well. Ooh. Uh, In Palin? Oh, wait. Mm, yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, Velvet Underground. Did you say? The Velvet Underground. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, lovely to meet a fellow connoisseur. Lovely to meet ya. Yes. Uh, sorry. Did you? Did you two want something? Are you together? Oh, we're not together. We're not like. I mean. No, we're just staying... I'm sorry, I got confused. That's a, not the book I expected. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, we, we need a room. Not just oh, us, well, um, but a few of us. <laughs> yes, I can I can absolutely help with that. You can call me Plume. Lovely to meet you. Plume. She holds out a feathered wing. Plume. I will take it. And Mira is enjoying being back in civilised society, so she does her yeah. very polite... Uh, handshake. What does Mira's very polite handshake look like? Could you describe that well, to us, Claire? Well, it's a bit hard <laughs> because it's a bird, but I guess she will just she'll do the, the uh, this kind of slimy politician handshake, like she was taught to do by the mentors. Oh, the the double handshake where like you think you're getting a hand yep. and then suddenly a second hand comes out yep, of nowhere and you're one. stuck in the handshake. Oh yep. no! <laughs> surprise <laughs> hand. Yeah, surprise hand, and now you're trapped. <laughs> yep. Um. A trap. Yeah, so you do the slimy politician handshake, the two-handed handshake. Oh, we hate the two-handed handshake. Um, <laughs> at least it's not the shoulder handshake, where like you go for the handshake and suddenly there's a hand oh, on your shoulder, and you're like, "Whoa, hello!" Yeah. Now, now I can't move my body away. <laughs> yeah, um, or the aggressive shoulder-to-shoulder handshake. That's also not a oh, fun man. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not not as bad as the wet fish handshake. The wet fish handshake. That worst. is the worst. That's the worst. It's like you're just gonna hold my hand. You want me to hold your hand? Oh no! Just hold it there. Okay, that's it. Anyway, yes. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Like, so she, yeah. she, she, she responds by adding her wing to the other side of your hand. So it's now a four-handed handshake <laughs> as, you, as she completes the ritual, and you do this four-handed handshake. Oh, lovely! And uh, and and you? She looks over towards you, uh, Lyra. Hmm. I'm Lyra. It's lovely to meet you. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Well, I can absolutely help you out with the room. How many of you are staying here with us tonight? Uh, well, there's four, but only three of us actually need a bed. One of us just powers well, down. Your, 
Yep, she looks over and looks goes, at the Warforged. Yes, yes, quite yes, of course. Well, we can absolutely help you out with the room. Um, three beds. Did you want separate rooms for the, uh, the males and the females? We could do one double and uh, one single. As, oh. as in, like, two, two single beds in one room, one single bed in the other, if that would be appropriate. That would be appropriate, yes. Yes, Mira's, well, we must, must be... Mira Silverside yeah, Silver has a little bit of a pink pink tinge on her cheek. <laughs> well, um, for the double room, uh, four silver for the single, two silver. So six silver all up just for the one night, is that, my dearies? Yes, we'll be taking the barge in the morning, I think. Oh, you, you could book that through me too now if you'd like. Oh, excellent. How efficient. Ah, excellent. Oh, it was a bit of a mess before my husband and I moved here and we've made some substantial change. Well, I have made some substantial changes since we uh, came here. Oh, it's so neat. It's so I clean. Try. I try. I try, dear. Thank you. It's hard to get that bloody great lummox to do anything. But, um, oh, look, I, I, I do love him. That big, mm. fat little cat. She looks over <laughs> adoringly towards the, the large tabaxi uh, bartender. Oh my gosh, it's a bird and a cat. It's mm. adorable. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I was thinking I'd call them um, Tweety and... Uh, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. the... What's Sylvester. The Sylvester. But I thought also, that I'm surprised tough. that this... Uh, this uh, Arrow Croc is still alive then. <laughs> Tabaxi don't just eat. <laughs> that I just that I just like Cats see have... like a person who's a bird and go. Mm. Cats have a they have a prey drive and they love birds. Yeah, they're not cats. They're Tabaxi, mate. If it was a cat, <laughs> she'd be fucked. But no, Tabaxi is slightly less assholeish than cats. Slightly. <laughs> a Tabaxi is basically just the asshole taken out of a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Some Tabaxi. Um, <laughs> Some tabaxi. Um, yes, well, uh, if you were looking to book the, the just the standard barge, uh, I believe it leaves at around ten o'clock tomorrow morning. But it depends on the condition of these sailors. She looks across at the um, the drunken mess of bodies uh, in front of her in the tavern. <laughs> Otherwise, the express uh, will be coming from Palin. Uh, will arrive here at eight thirty, and it will be getting you to Palin um, not too long after eleven. That's definitely uh, the express. Yes, absolutely. I agree course um it, it is a little bit pricey the express it is a single gold per person one way well, i think we can afford that hmm. i mean I, i'm assuming gold hasn't changed since i last used it uh if mira pulls out a coin you look at it and you go i don't recognize that at all <laughs> for a start <laughs> it's not made of gold <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, your, your time period, um, gold was gold coins were gold coins. Um, you suspect that probably the value of the gold, like in terms of inflation, things like that, hasn't gone too far because like the prices that you've paid so far for drinks and meals is somewhat similar um, to what you paid in the past. But you can see that the coinage itself looks very different to how you remember. Um, there are new crests, new symbols. Um, all of the all of the gods. Um, the, the Pantheon of Gods are all on each of the coins, whereas before um, it actually had the Betrayer Gods on the coins because at that point they weren't Betrayer Gods. Um, so after the ruin, uh, very awkwardly, all of the coinage was melted down and re-smelted into new things to remove all the symbolism and iconography of the gods that were Betrayer Gods. I mean that they are collector items? Oh, yeah. You, you suspect that they probably are, yeah. 
Oh, hell yeah. Jin, <laughs> um, you've just been given advantage by the chat. Let me just mark that oh. off. No. So I'd say that balances out oh, one yeah. of the disadvantages. Perfect window. Oh, yeah, uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. And um, I've been I've been given a DM's choice of disadvantage by another member of the chat that I'm going to save for when I want to use it most. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you, chat. If you if you guys want to give disadvantage DM's choice, absolutely go ahead. I love you guys for it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So um, yes, yes, yes. One gold each, and then uh, I can I can book your tickets now and have them delivered to you. First thing in the morning to your rooms. I'll get Cobb to do it. Very satisfactory. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, if you hand over the uh, four gold and six silver, um, you have yep. booked yourselves rooms for the night. You've got two rooms. She hands over two keys. One is marked with a two. One is marked with a four. You think it's probably the room numbers. Um, and she goes, right, right. Better, better go organize those tickets. If you uh, stay in the bar or head to your rooms, I'll, I'll come and find you. Just don't wander too far from the uh, from the tavern. Um, I don't. I don't really have the time to be exploring the town looking for you. Is that is that okay if you can stay close on the premises? Of course. I think our friend had his eye on some games. If those sailors are not too inebriated. She leans forward as you say that and goes, "You need to watch out for one-eyed Pete." She points to uh, one of the scraggly-bearded sailors who has a large eye patch. He cheats viciously. <laughs> Tell your friend just to, if he's going to be playing with Pete, just to be very careful that he is going to lose his money with Pete. I will tell him. <laughs> of course. Well, I will be right back. You lovely little chicken, stay here. She sort of bustles out of the booth, um, just folds over one page of the book um, onto a very elegant. Um, uh, embroidered bookmark that seems to be made almost like of a tapestry-like material. She sort of put, places that in, closes the book very, very carefully, and places it on a little table underneath the uh, underneath the counter. Um, she sort of brushes uh, brushes past you, bristles past you, brushes past you. Beautiful blue plumage sort of brushing up against you uh, as she heads out the door. Just as she reaches the door, she sort of like whistles and makes this strange cooing noise. Um, the tabaxi at the bar sort of glances up and goes, "All right, off." Gives her a wave. She nods. And then heads out the door. That's so sweet. I turn to Lyra. <laughs> that was very wholesome, wasn't it? All right, quick, nice. Jin. Jin, can you can you quickly? Uh, <laughs> that was too much, too much wholesomeness. Can you uh, can you gamble some money, please, and um, have some really terrible conversations with these sailors? Yes, I would definitely. While they're off doing that, I'll sort of be looking at Lockie and just seeing how he's sort of doing. And then mm-hmm. I start getting a little bit curious. They're, they're bit, you know they're gone for a while now talking to them. The uh, Ara Crocker. So I start looking throughout the um, throughout the uh, the pub or mm-hmm. tavern, and um, yeah, what 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 games have we got going on currently, Owen, for gambling? Um, you can see that there are a couple of people playing cards, uh, but the the popular game seems to be involving dice. Each of the um, each of the sailors has a cup and a number of dice that they have. Uh, with them, it seems they brought their own um, their own dice with them. Um, you can see that they each have five dice. Um, they're rolling the dice in the cups, placing them down, and then making bets on what all of the dice are in the um, uh, in the group. 
and you can see that large amounts of money are being uh, pushed across and sold. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hang around the uh, the dice one for now, and just sort of get an idea of how that works. Um, yeah, and then um, yeah, absolutely. As you, as you watch, could you please make me an insight check? All right, I'm giving you disadvantage for this. I'm using one of the pool disadvantages that you've been. Well, given. I actually have one advantage too at my. Would sleep. you like to cancel it out with your advantage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, you can. Absolutely. Of course you can do that. Can Absolutely. I, can I, can I see what he's doing just a second and add, um, so I have the help um, action. Oh, genius. No, no. A genius. Flash of genius. I think that, does that mean he gets an extra D4, is it? Uh, just four. Just four. Just you just four. add just four. 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 17 for your insight, Jin. Um, oh, sorry. Nice. Oh, oh, oh. So he's, um, sorry. All right. You just hear this, um, next to you. You just kind of sidle up and hear this. Oh. I don't know how that helps you, but he's making music with his gears. <laughs> I didn't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> when you started making those noises, I was like, okay, either something very creative is happening or Michael's having a stroke. <laughs> and I really hope, I really hope Claire knows how to deal with that. <laughs> Oh my god! One of those That's things amazing. With. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe like I, the I, rhythm of that gets me focuses super, you. Yeah. Focuses me. <laughs> drowns out, drowns out the surrounding noise, and just gets you to focus. <laughs> <laughs> I need a moment. Sorry. <laughs> just... <laughs> I broke the yes. Can you make the noise again? Can you make the noise again? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm gone. Oh, Owen, gone. just by the way, you just got raided with uh, a party of 22 people. Oh, man, way. guys, well, <laughs> welcome, raiders. You've come in at a really good time. Um, as, um, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, evil doers. Oh, you, maybe you maybe give me a evil quick bastards. little recap of just what happened just in that little... I, I think um, yeah. So so currently, uh, one of our party is um, looking to join a join a gambling game involving dice, and um, our warforged artificer used Flash of Genius to help him. Um, and his Flash of Genius was to make the following noises, <laughs> which he then reveals was making music with his gears, <laughs> which apparently helps him with Flash of Genius somehow. Maybe it's like maybe it's like some like weird like music meditation thing where like. Jin, you, you, you find this you find this drowns out the surrounding cacophony and you find it easy to focus with the music of the gears in your ears um, as you as you sort of focus and look you very quickly realize that what is happening here is a, is a very um, it's a very very simple game each person takes a turn in order after you've rolled the dice and you put it down you can look at your hand but no other hand um, each person can go around and they can um, bid a higher quantity of any particular face or the same quantity of a higher face. They can bid a higher quantity of the same face or any quantity of a higher face. Um, they can also bid much, much higher or drop out. So basically the way it works is that, so it's starting off like someone might roll the dice and actually I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little rundown. Let me roll some dice really quickly and I'll tell you, as, as you watch a game happen, this is what you see. Um, so there are three people currently playing. You see um, one of the uh, groups when they roll the dice, um, the three sort of looking at each other, looking around suspiciously. One of them goes, three fours. 
and moves to the next one. They go five fours, and the one of that goes five sixes, and then the next one goes liar, and they lift up the cups, and you see that there were indeed five sixes. There were three fours, five sixes, two fives, um, and then some ones and twos. Um, and there's a, there's a cry of, of dismay from the other two as they start pushing their gold over to this one who rolled the higher number. As he begins cackling with laughter. <laughs> oh, you guys are no fun. Too easy. Give me a real competition. Jin. Oh, okay. Hmm, just trying to think. So he said, give me a real competition. Mm-hmm. I don't have much gold on me. How much gold are they, like, throwing around the table? Uh, the, the the main pot looked to be about 12 gold um, that I was taken all by this guy. Yeah. I do have some. I can spot you if you need. Yards, that's fine there. You said you need a real challenge. Well, I'll have to join in and uh, see what we can get up to there, matey. Uh, one of the others sort of steps aside and lets you sit down at the table. Um, the sailor who remains looks to be um, some sort of, sort of younger, maybe cabin boy looking looking lad. Um, he looks over and goes, oh, I've not got not got much left of my bonus. I, oh, I gotta win it back. You took all my money. As he looks towards this bearded gentleman, um, the the older gentleman with the scraggly beard who won the round, um, very sort of uh, tanned pockmarked human goes <laughs> well you'll have a chance to win your money back boy if you play another round and and you newcomer you look like a, a salty sea dog if i ever saw one <laughs> <laughs> not far from it just sucks that i'm nowhere near the actual sea the rivers are hey. well yes rivers are no fun am i right oh the best things happen out on the sea of course you will you be playing dead man's dice Yes, let's give it a go. I don't really know what to do in Dead Man's Dice, Jared. Um, what can you go? He, uh, he as sort as of he, looks and goes, oh yeah, yeah, go. So I was saying, as um, as he's sort of uh, gearing up to play, because you, you mentioned that Lucky's basically drunk, so he's just oh, going to, no. he's just going to kind of like, sort of like, tipsily sort of wander around the other side of the table and just look like he's really ins- inspecting how wonderful their surrounding areas but he's, he's, he's going to try and stand behind this guy yeah absolutely um, you can go stand behind him um, it doesn't seem to be too much sort of like people are standing around people are crowding around there's not sort of a cry of alarm as you move into position just looks like you're spectating the game um, alrighty as as he sort of looks over and realizes you've got no dice oi Jimmy he looks over at the man who just stepped away from the table spot him a dice lad um, the man sort of puts down the cup and chucks the dice in and goes I hope it brings you more luck than it brought me, mate. Good luck. Quick question. Are yeah. any of these guys present at the table wearing an eye patch? Uh, no. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but that's meta information that you don't have. No. No, <laughs> I'm just asking for Jared. Jid yep. wouldn't know a single no. thing about that. No, none of, none of these people have an eye patch at the table. So, what I'll get you to do, um, as you roll your dice and slam them down, could you please, um, on roll 20, uh, roll 5d6s for me. If you do it through the roll 20 dice roller, what it'll do is it'll split out the dice. We don't care about the value, we just care about the individual dice. That's perfect. Okay, so, um, as you as you look at your dice, 
the the younger cabin boy sort of looks at what he's got and goes, um, uh, three three threes. <laughs> the older gentleman laughs. Ha 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 five threes as he checks his dice can I see yep. if he's got any threes in there make me a perception check or investigation or investigation oh man natural one lucky <laughs> um, oh, do you have inspiration oh I do I do you do have an inspiration would you like to spend it I would done that is a community advantage spent. Well, that's better. And then I can add a flat genius on top of that as well for another four, 16. Take that up to 16. Uh, you see that he has one three underneath his cup. Okay, and, and what was what was his bet? He said five threes. Five threes. So mm-hmm. the, the mm, you heard, slows down. Mm. Mm. As the gears are sort of crack, crackling and creaking along. Okay, well, Lockie, you've been, gonna... your, your advantage has been rejuvenated, Lockie. You've been given one to, to make up for the one you just spent. Probably right. because of your gear music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Lyra's been given one too. Very nice, Lyra. There you go. There's one for you too. So what I'm going to do, Owen. Fantastic. Yes. Because obviously Lockie's mm-hmm. sort of done something trying mm-hmm. to signal to me. Yep. Um, Do you want me an insight check to see if you can figure yeah, out what he's trying to say? That's what I was Make thinking. me an insight check, absolutely. <laughs> Six. Um, you're, as you sort of hear the music slow down, you think, ah, oh, hmm, what could that mean, slow? Maybe bit low? Okay. So, how does it work? Does everyone need to say they've got threes, or can I do fours? Uh, so you, you know that you can increase the number of, of dice that you are betting, you can increase the value of the dice. So, for example, if someone said um, four threes, you can increase that to five threes, or you can say four fours. Wait, so could I go... Wait, so I have to go six something, though? Uh, yeah, yeah, so exa- exactly right. So he, he has said five threes. So you can go five fours, five fives, five sixes, or you can say six threes, six fours, six fives, six sixes. But there's only five dice. No, no, no! It's it's everyone's dice at the table. So there's oh. uh, fifteen dice. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, I've got it. Because I was like, that's just <laughs> okay. So what did the first guy say again? He no, don't help me. Actually, I need to remember it myself. I think he said like three threes. This guy said five threes. Hmm. Um. I would actually call him on that lie. The reason I'm saying that is because I got no threes at all. Yeah, absolutely. He he laughs and turns over his cup, revealing he has. Oh, actually, can I make my things visible? No. Um, He turns over his cup, revealing that he had one three. The young um, sailor reveals his cup. uh, Turns over his cup, revealing he had three threes. Uh, you reveal your cup, revealing you had no threes. He looks and goes, Oh, <laughs> looks like I'm out for this round. It's just you two boyos left. Nicely played. <laughs> uh, he sort of backs off and leans back in his chair. Um, the young sort of lad looks at you. The pot at this point is about eight gold. So he looks at you and goes, Oh, uh, uh, okay, let's, let's, let's roll again. Um, Please roll me five more d6s. 
Um, you are up first this time, Swabby. Okay, so I'm going to say two threes. Um, uh, 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 th- uh, th- uh, th- three fours. Mm-hmm. Can I have seen these check? Uh, you're standing out? behind the other man. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Four threes. So you have you have to go up. I so did. You, didn't if I? You see, he said, but he said fours. So now you're committed to the higher value. Wait, did he? What did he say again? He said three fours. Yeah. So I'm saying four threes. Yeah, so, but, but once, because once, he, he's, once because he's raised the number. I'm not- the, the value of the dice, which is the, the four itself. You're locked into that. Um, so, Wait, so, so you I can't... Locked you can't you're locked into fours now. You can't go down on the um, on the fours. It is locked into fours, unfortunately. So I can't go back to the threes? No. You have to go up um, or down. Uh, so you have to go so up then, or stay the same. Sorry. So for the dice, not the... The number only can go up. The value can only go up. Okay. That's how you get trapped. All right, so I've said four threes, but that doesn't so, actually count. Yeah, the, the older gentleman last goes, <laughs> looks like we got a newbie. You can only increase, Mitty. All right, so, so he said three fours, right? He said three fours. So then four fours, can I say that? Yeah, four fours. He sort of glances at his dice, looks at you and squints. I'm. I'll, you know what? I'll try. I'll, I'll try and do like a deceptive check or something to make yeah. it seem like I'm really like really confident. Confident or yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, go for it. And I'll I'll roll an insight check. So what should I do? Deception. Um, I tell you what I'll do. I've I, there's a disadvantage to be used by me on me. I'm going to use it for this. I think I think the the crowd would love it. I think the, the oh okay the, the listeners would like me to have disadvantage on this insight check. I've got a feeling that they would want me to do that. So I will roll with disadvantage on this. Okay, I've rolled my insight checks. 16. He sort of squints at you, looks at his dice and goes, Four sixes! Four sixes. I'm going to do an insight check on him to see how... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Roll me an insight check. Damn. I'm going to use my inspiration. I have one. I had an advantage, but this is my inspiration. That's better. 14. As you, as you sort of look at him and glance, he doesn't seem panicked. He, he sort of, he, he looked at his dice and then jumped to sixes. That's what you get from the inside. You think like, he's definitely like, you, you definitely get the sense he has some sixes, whether he's got um, enough to, to cover that bet, you're not sure. I'm gonna go, lie. Yeah. Fuck. As he turns over the dice cup, revealing one six. Oh, I've got one six. <laughs> Yaria tried, matey. Uh, you get eight gold. Nice. nice. The crowd around sort of like begin like cheering and patting you on the back. The the older gentleman leans and he goes, Beginner's luck. Care to play again. Oh, I don't want to like... Nah. Nah, I think that is enough for me, lad. You sure? Maybe Your purse is, purse is looking a little light there, laddie. I don't want to do this for the whole session for everybody. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. No, 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 you move away. Um, while this is going on, Lockie, you feel a tap on your shoulder as um, Gobby begins descending from the ceiling, um, holding a sack that he hands to you that rattles like metal. Oh. 
Here you go. I got all the things you asked for. Well, almost all the things. Well, I got I got the things you almost asked for. As he hands you the sack. That is very kind of you, my young hanging friend. No one noticed me steal it either. Fan. But <laughs> why? I didn't realize you had a brother. What are you talking about, brother? There's two of you now. Oh. I think you need your eyes recalibrated, mate. Uh, uh, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, yes. He sort of like, he knocks on the side of your head. This happens to Rusty <coughs> sometimes as well. As he sort of knocks on the side of your head a little bit. Is that helping? No, not at all. But thank you for trying. Oh, look, my pleasure. Uh, okay. He scrambles back up the rope and starts climbing back across the ropes in the ceiling. Um, as you open the sack and look inside, you can see there are a number of spoons, forks, and knives that have been stolen. There's a uh, two slices of ham, um, and there's also um, a, a collection of um, candlesticks and things like that that look like they've been stolen from around town. <laughs> like just any any miscellaneous metal he could get his hands on. And then when you said bacon grease, all he heard was bacon, so he just put bacon in the bag too. Awesome. What an inventive little fellow. He adds it to the... He, he ties the top of the sack up so he doesn't get bacon grease in with the rest of his armour mm-hmm. and then yep. adds it to, the, um, to his uh, his larger sack of armour that he carries around. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, my question is, did you guys want to do anything else for the evening or should we have a long rest and jump to the morning? So... So I will say this, over the course mm-hmm. of the night, uh, Jin will gamble more. Uh, just to give everyone a little heads up, it's one of uh, Jin's defining traits. He's a gambler. Well, but I'm I have going to get you something. to roll me a carousing check. Yes. And also, the other thing is, he also has a tendency not to pay his debts back because he's a changeling. Then that's is going to be a D100 for me, please, Jin, as you yeah, do so a carousing check. I'd rather do that. Like I don't want it to be like a big thing that just takes takes up the whole session. No, no, no. So I think that's a good way to do it. I think I think it's fun to have the um, have oh, the, the little interaction every the now quick, and again. The quick sure. dice. Yeah. What did you roll? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Let me roll down to thirty-four. Um, Jin, you wake up the next morning. Um, you are, as you sort of like jingle your coin purse, you notice that it feels a little bit, a little bit lighter. Um, <laughs> As you have a look, you can see that the eight gold pieces that you won are gone, as are an additional six gold pieces. Um, but you are awoken. Uh, Lockie's sort of with you. Uh, you are awoken by a knock at the door, um, where um, a, a sort of a very slight half-elven man walks in and places down a tray of pastries on the floor. There are 40, 50 pastries here. He goes, as ordered, sir. Pushes them over towards you and then walks out of the room and closes the door behind you. What? <laughs> oh dear. What? <laughs> uh, Thirty-four. You wake up. You wake up in your bed. You are two d six gold pour, uh, pieces pour out within the hour. Three hundred freshly baked pastries are delivered. But three hundred. <laughs> oh, yeah, that seemed excessive. So I just reduced it a little bit. <laughs> so I take it that I didn't lose it by gambling. I actually paid pastries. Yeah, that's the suspicion you have when these pastries are delivered to you. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah>. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of I imagine because I, like, I would have obviously had a, a bit to drink over the course of the night so I might I probably wake up with a bit of a splitting headache I look yeah, towards absolutely. the door this guy has just dumped all these pastries in a bag yep what the 
Uh, yeah, yeah, would. Oh, lucky what happened last night. Not again. <laughs> you, you came back in. You said, I'm the dice king. Rolled around <laughs> on the floor. Asked me if I wanted the pastry. He said they were coming in 14 hours and then you went to bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Uh, fantastic. I, that's and you, you guys can both benefit from a long rest. Uh, Lyra and Mira, your room, the room that you two are sent to, uh, is much it's much nicer than the boys. It's um, uh, Plume takes you over and uh, and sort of brings you into a much more lavishly furnished room um, for our special guests and friends of mine. Um, and she yeah, she directs you to yeah, she directs you to the to the beds. Um, on the on the beds are your tickets for the barge tomorrow. Your four tickets. Oh, this really is excellent service. I'm going to go to sleep well, because I'm nearly dead. <laughs> okay. I need that muscle. <laughs> oh, poor Mira. She she just sort of nods. Oh, 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 what time would you would you like a wake up tomorrow morning for the uh, for the barge? Eight thirty. Oh. Yes. Are you a, are you a light sleeper, Lyra? Are you a? Well, I suppose you probably have had a lot of sleep for the last 200 years so well I mean I've both haven't slept for 600 years and have been asleep for 600 years it's uh I am both exhausted and completely awake I think she might need a tonic do you have tonics tonics um I can bring in a, a bracing tea tea that works Yes, I could do that. Would you like a tea as well, Mira? I would love a tea. Oh, this is delightful. <laughs> of course, of course. Party. I can bring <laughs> in a lovely, pressing herbal tea. I shall do that for the morning. Or is that for now? That's all for now for me. Wonderful. Enjoy your night's sleep at the sunken barge. She steps out and closes the door behind her. Um, you guys are awoken by a knock in the morning. Um, as Plume brings in two cups of, uh, of two large mugs, I should say, that you can wrap your hands around in the cold morning um, of steaming tea that smells very, very caffeinated and very strong. The, the leaves have this very potent sort of um, fruity citrus aroma. Um, and the tea itself is a, a very incandescent purple colour as she places oh, wow. it down and passes it over to each of you. There you go. Good morning. Can I just say... Can I leave a review? Is there a review service here? I would like to leave five stars. Well, that's very generous of you. Uh, the Arakokura Messaging Guild uh, do have uh, a central uh, bulletin that they send out on a monthly basis, uh, advising of places of, of note. And yeah, they call oh. it. Uh, yes, it's it's the uh, the incredible inny that you can win. Oh, excellent! Is that like an incredible service? Like a like a trip advisor. Yes, they yes they call it the good uh, good good guide. Oh, yes. The good good oh. guide. I will make my recommendation in payment. Absolutely. I have already. I, Thank I, you very much. I, I wrote I wrote a small summary this morning just before you came in. Oh, you're you're making me blush. No, no, no! Don't say it out loud. She sort of gets a bit bashful, and her feathers puff up around her. Um, while this is going on, you guys will hear a yes. knock at the door. Okay. Oh, and Swabby yes. will peek his head in and go, Yard, do you want any, uh, 
Do you want any pastries? <laughs> I, I like to think that there's like a croissant sort of like half tied into Swabby's beard that sort of like oh, as sorry, he's picked I up to eat, he's a bit drunk and it's dropped into his beard. I should have said, uh, you guys want a croissant? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Wait, how many do is. I have again? No, it's not 300. That's just, and you don't have 300. <laughs> Can I still no, get like, because I paid 14 gold, can I still get like a stupid amount of them? Absolutely. Yeah, there's Maybe easily like 120 pastries. Yeah, there's like okay, 120 cool. pastries. It's just Thank piled you. up high. Yeah, there's no way you can eat these. I'm going to give them, I'm going to dish them out to the party and I'm going to put the rest in the bag and put them in the bag of holding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows um, when they might come in handy. So the pastries, I will read out the pastries to you, what you can, what the pastries look like. So yeah, there's a classic um, croissant, or as they're known in um, in Nostea, um, halfling curls. Um, there are a few gnome drops, which are sort of these circular pastries um, with a bright pink fruit center. They're known as uh, gnome drops. Um, you have um, uh, furbog rolls, which are these massive rolls filled with um, a dark chocolate paste in the inside. Um, oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just classic, classic pastries <laughs> um, of all varieties. But the, the, the piece de resistance um, gin, as you sort of like push aside the pastries at the very bottom is a pastry in the shape of a dragon's head uh, roaring a red flame which is actually like a jam coated surface the scales have been made out of um, some sort of icing um, and the eye is a, a single cherry and it is a red dragon breathing wow. out of flame um, very thematic yeah that's cool but yeah so I, I'll, I will share the pastries with the party whilst they enjoy their cup of tea and yeah I will put the rest I, I imagine in the bag of holding they will probably go rotten um, but it would be funny if we ever get into a particular scenario that requires 120 well, pastries I was so. thinking about that and the bag of holding is a vacuum there's no air in there right yeah so not they might not go rotten so what? it's going to be slow. It's it, like oh they, they definitely will. They'll go stale, but they're not going to go rotten because if they're in a vacuum, bacteria can't um, aer- aerobic bacteria, bacteria that use oxygen to metabolize, won't be able to um, to cause it to rot. Mm. So they're going to last a lot longer in the bag of holding. So that's actually a really clever idea. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. So we just have 120 pastries just to use as we want. Yeah, you, gotta, you can add 120 pastries to the bag of holding. Fuck. <laughs> not what I thought I'd be spending my uh, gold. Uh, four, but that's awesome. I have I have a D100 carousing table which has Perfect. 100 options for carousing. So it's probably um, going to happen. That's probably going to happen fairly regularly. As soon as you said that you were a gambler, I was like, "Fuck, I'm going to yes. need a carousing table." So uh, I've, I've combined a couple so into this one. The way I've sort of thought, Jin, like, he's a professional. Like you know, he's he's about all the. He's obviously a well-regarded spy and all those sort of stuff, and he's accomplished in that sort of sense. So he gives off a like when he's on a job, he's really good, but. He does have one vice, and whenever he sees gambling, he will always sort of gravitate towards it, um, even when there might be more important things at stake. Um, so yeah, so that's what he's going to be his little vice. And obviously, like in the course of the game, you don't want like like heaps of like interactions or just like gambling. So yeah, no, that's absolutely. awesome because I'll just be like in our downtime, like that's what I'm going to do. I want let's see if we roll up, or even just absolutely. like little like interactions here or there. But I don't want it to like get in the way of the party. No, absolutely, um, Plume sort of gestures you over and goes, "Well, it's, you better head down to the uh, to the docks if you're going to be catching this uh, this express barge." Okay, 
But, but before before we uh, before we do head out, um, yes. Lucky's going oh, to yeah. during the night to squeak into the room mm-hmm. in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, last night last night before he went to bed, I'm, I can't remember if Mira had it in. I gave it to you. Yes. You gave it to me. Yes. Okay, so don't worry about that. So but he comes in and he, he's um he's holding sink. And he walks up to me and goes, "I believe I, I think I may have solved your problem." And he'll um he'll reveal on his hand this little eyeball. It is partially stainless steel, but there's some copper copper coloring in there. It seems like two gears that have been interlocked and interlaced with each other, like you would find in a gar- in a gyroscope. Mm-hmm. And so they freely will spin in amongst each other, um, uh. connected by magic to the inside of her of her orbit. And in the center, suspended on tiny little pinpricks of, of metal, is the gem that's been uh, cut. Oh, the ruby! And yeah. the ruby cut and polished and shined into a perfect little sphere that sits right Fantastic. in the middle. Mira, I um, believe you now have an Ertzad's eye. Yeah. Just, just, just on the sorry, 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 sorry. Mm, no, 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 Just no, on the outside, near where um, mm. uh, some of the black and uh, scarring from the injury, he's actually sort of continued that black, in so it still goes over the eye. So it's like one continuous, sort of just, just, just a little tail of it. So it looks like it's still like locked in place. I love it. I'm going to give you inspiration for that because you have used up one of your artificer infusions to help out a party member and you have done it in a really, really cool way and you've described it absolutely fucking perfectly. I'm giving you an advantage. I'm giving you inspiration. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh, this is the best day. <laughs> you got your eye back, Mira. I got my eye back. I had tea. I got my eye back. <laughs> <laughs> you got there to do a, a, really, a really awkward handshake. I mean, oh, goodness, it's all coming up, Mira. As yeah, absolutely. And as as the eye sort of clicks into place, um, you guys around. So um, Lyra and Jin, yeah, the eye looks really cool. This this uh, red crystal ruby eye mounted on this incredibly fine, intricate clockwork um, that moves around and, and sort of creates the effect of this eye moving. It is absolutely stunning. This is. Incredible. You are. Uh, Mira, the, the effects of your blindness are no longer in, in effect. You are no longer um, afflicted by blindness in that eye. Yeah. Oh, I've got my depth perception back. I can do my spells again. That's going to be a good one. She's. Yeah. Just. Um, yeah. Pretty speechless. And with that, you guys head down to the docks. Um, as you approach the large barge that has docked during the night. Um, or the early hours of the morning uh, to the, the one of the narrower jetties that sort of pushes out from the side of the muddy banks of the river. Uh, you can see a number of sailors moving across. <clears throat> a couple of people seem to be boarding the boat with tickets very similar to yours. Um, after a few moments uh, walking up the gangway, you uh, your tickets are taken, you are on board the boat, um, and you can see the people sort of milling around on the top deck. doesn't look like many people are heading below deck. After only another few minutes of you arriving on board, um, the captain, this large, um, heavily armoured individual with this incredibly intricate uh, captain's hat, calls out, First mate, cast off! Um, The first mate, this uh, dark-skinned 
dark-skinned woman with this very long curly black hair whistles out to the crew um, and they begin loading up and casting off I will bring you across to the boat uh oh <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong guys like it is probably good that we're going into the day and not the night what's what's wrong oh yeah nothing nothing I'm sure I'm sure this will be a very uneventful voyage yeah I'm sure there's no reason we're gonna need five by five squares or no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Owen would go to the trouble of making this this boat and getting this map and all that for any events not at all <laughs> no I don't think so I know not of what to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, the boat casts off and begins heading underway. The large water wheels uh, on either side of the boat um, seem to be very intricately and strangely designed. Rather than being a single large circular device on either side of the boat, which you've seen for a number of the barges, these are squares that are uh, cubes uh, that are hung over the side and suspended into the water that seem to be generating quite a large amount of thrust. Um, it looks somewhat similar to the propulsion that airships use um, for moving forwards and backwards uh, as it redirects and flows the water, creating a bit of a vortex, pushing the boat forwards and allowing it to aquaplane. And as the boat rises above the water, you can see that rather than having a single hull, it's actually a catamaran with two separate wooden hulls that allow it to sort of hover on the surface of the water and aquaplane forwards. Um, and you'll notice that the masts uh, that are in position are not, there are no sails on this boat. The, um, the sections there are what used to be masts before this boat was uh, turned into a, into a barge. Um, they've now been converted into stools that you can sit on. That's cool. So I'm going to walk around a little, a little bit and you'll just hear <laughs> dunk, dunk. Because I actually do have a peg leg <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> That's right, you do, yeah. Um, so I'm going to also give myself 25 feet movement. I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to just walk around. Arr! It's nice to have that sea breeze again. And I'm just sort of... I don't think this is the sea. I just sort of look at you. Yar, you're right. Just give it to me. <laughs> as, uh, as you look along the banks of this muddy mangrove river, <laughs> um, yeah, you get the sense that it's not quite the sea. <laughs> I think I figured that out. I was just trying to play into the... (laughs) Into the, uh... Trying to act out Sorby Seabeard. I know. Yeah, so you can see there are a number of other people on the boat with you. Um... There are uh, clearly two noble, um, two nobles, uh, a man and a woman, who have sort of stayed over towards the side of the boat. Um... Towards the back and the side of the boat, staying quite close to the captain. Um, down towards the lower section, um, there's a mother and her um, her child sort of looking over excitedly into the water as the child points and goes, Mum, 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 look! We're going so fast, Mum! That's amazing! Yes, dear, yes, it's it's quite impressive, isn't it? It's, it, it and there's even more wonders in Palin. Wait till you see the airship docks. Oh, I want to ride on an airship! Oh, well, it's a, it's a little bit outside our budget right now, but, but soon I hope I can take you on one. Yeah, that'd be great, Mum. Thanks. Um, uh, and otherwise, the people moving around, all of these uh, figures here are sailors who are um, moving about, making sure anchors are tied, ropes are in position um, as they sort of patrol and move the boats. And, and after a very short amount of time, you hear one of them sort of start up with a bit of a sea shanty at the top. Um, and the others all begin joining in and singing along as the boat carries forward. Uh, yeah. What would you guys like to do? Uh, um, so we know that Swabby's going for a bit of a walk around. What I'm going to also... Swabby. 
I'm going to try and join in with the sea shanty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, make me a history check or a performance check. We're going performance because it's plus 10 and history is plus zero. Okay. Wow. That was a you fall. don't. You don't know oh, the wow. words. Um, you don't know this song <laughs> at all. You've got no idea. But you give it your all. You sing along anyway. <laughs> Most of the sailors also, like a couple of them don't seem to know the words either. But it doesn't, It's it, the words aren't important. It's the sense of community. It's the sense of joy that comes from sharing and that singing. And that's what you tap into. Um, your voice is fine. Like it's not, it's not particularly impressive. It's not particularly bad. You've got, you've got an okay singing voice in, in Swabby's voice. Um as you as you do your as you do your performance and yeah you, you match in with the sailors and a couple of them sort of look over and give you a, a bit of a nod and a smile as they continue walking and singing along with this song um yeah that's what, that's what happens oh what do you do with a drunken sailor oh well <laughs> yeah exactly right no they're singing they're singing um oh what's it what's it called um Wellerman. Well, yeah. Oh, I was I was actually going to do Randy Dandy Ho, but um, oh, Randy Dandy Ho, but uh, Will Willman's good too. I was going to be like, um, heave a pole or heave away, we roll and go. <laughs> the anchors on board and the cables are stored. We rollicking Randy Dandy Ho as they sing along. Um, Why haven't we sung that in Sea of Thieves? I have. I did the other night oh, with uh, Andrew. I did the entire it. song. I did all like twelve verses. <laughs> well, me and, uh, oh. me and Andrew actually played yesterday as well. After our I noticed that. Game. Yeah, I noticed, we got I noticed some nice shenanigans. Played without me. <laughs> you could have come on. <laughs> I had to. I had to. It's been yeah. Yesterday. Anyway, um, keep going. Yeah. So they're, they're singing along. Um, I mean, the Willowman is also a classic. Let's say they're doing the Willowman too. Um, the Willowman. Uh, yeah, Lyra. What are you doing while this is going on? You're, I'd say that you, you'd probably spent a little bit of time on boats in the past, but nothing like this. Nothing, nothing is sort of technologically advanced as this. Um, the feeling of the air sort of blowing through your hair and across your skin, that sort of fresh, the fresh air, the smell of the wilds is sort of back in your, you're back in your home, the, 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 the outdoors, the wilderness, the, the, um, you're back in nature. How would that make Lyra feel? She's probably very happy being back, sort of outside, outside of like towns and cities and castles. Yeah. And like, she's sort of like, okay, this is the boat that I recognize, but she's sort of trying to like get as close to the edge as she sort of dares, which isn't really much more than this. But she's trying yep. to sort of like glance over and like see what like the hydrofoils are all about. Like, yeah, so how does this work? Yeah, as as you look over the edge and um, sort of get a little bit close, occasionally a sort of spray of, of fresh water will splash up over the sides, and you'll get, get that sort of misting across your face. Um, the hydrofoils. Yeah, do you want to make me an Arcana check, or I'd say Arcana, or no, it'd definitely be Arcana. Sorry, I was going to say there is another option, but it's definitely an Arcana check. <laughs> Seven. Uh, it's magic. Yeah, it's definitely magic <laughs> as you look at it. Um, there's actually, definitely some I sort of so. elemental magic going on here. I, I, I wanted to have a little look see myself. Can I head over to head yeah. over the bar? Absolutely, yeah. You can make an arcana check as well. Or you can give um, Ali advantage up to you. I'll, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, you may roll again, Lyra. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, mate. 
okay. Now you do have, I will add, you do have um, some inspirations that you uh, that you can use from. Um, you've currently got two advantages that you can use. Unfortunately, because you've already rolled with advantage for this one, that's it. But um, for future stuff, yeah, remember you've got two two advantages I, that the community have gifted you now. Can I give yeah. her a flash of genius? Yes, of course you can. Plus four yeah. takes you to eleven. Eleven. Uh, Lyra. Elemental magic. There is definitely some elemental magic. It's very similar to some of the nature magic that you yourself can conjure. Um, what they're doing is they're siphoning water into these mechanisms, and then that water is then being um, compressed and shot out at a much greater rate, providing thrust. Um, specifically how this is being done, you're not 100% sure, but yeah, there's, there's this is elemental magic that's being used right now. Um, very similar to the sky ships and the sky castle, uh, which is probably how Loki helps you with this, is that it is very similar to the the way that um, air elemental magic is used to help fly the sky castle. Water elemental magic was used to move water throughout the castle and provide heat and steam, uh, and then fire elemental to provide the heat to create the steam. So yeah, you would you would know, Loki, that all of those things were used in the flying castles. This is just a much simpler version of that in a way, um, where it's just using one type of elemental magic, but in a very new, interesting, propulsive way. It's fascinating, isn't it, my dear? It's absolutely insane, I'm not gonna lie. Could you have even imagined anything like this by way back when? I mean, no, we would have... Uh, we would have been throwing, throwing all kinds of metal at it. This is... this is elegant. This is... This is, is beautiful in a way, is it not? So I, I have to agree with you. Like, I mean, I am mostly hoping that there's no water elementals trapped down there. But oh um, my goodness! Yeah, I wonder what would happen that. if you put a fish at the front of one of those. In front of the water elemental, or in front of the boat? The, in front of the engines. A fish. Hmm. Wait, what? What state would it be once it goes through one, two, three, four engines? Probably a very dead fish. I, I guess. As you look closer, Lyra, you can see that there is some sort of filter at the front that is only allowing water to pass, um, because occasionally the front of these will start to gather up twigs and detritus, flotsam and jetsam, uh, and when that happens, one of the sailors will rush over with a long pole um, that has a length of cloth wrapped around it to create this sort of like punting device, and they'll push it away, um, opening up the channels and allowing the water to flow through once again they then run off and continue moving through. It's one of their roles to keep these clean. Even uh, better. That is interesting. Although, I, is it just me or does it seem like this would be better with a bit of a repulsion building it? I mean, it, it takes a fair bit of magic to get them set up, isn't it? I, I would a, imagine so. This is a... a Cheaper barge. I mean, that's by no means cheap, uh, but you know, it's it's a barge for the people. People's barge. The people's barge. Yes, I like it. As long as it's not made of people, but yes. The people oh, barge. How would that even work? People barge. I love it. That's fantastic. That's a terrifying thought. Oh dear! I think I just gave out an idea. Oh. Don't mind me, if you happen to end up in Avernus, that's what says the <laughs> sticks. <laughs> Oops. Maybe Curse of Strahd, I could do something with that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be pretty baller for Strahd to sail down like the main river 
on a barge made of people. <laughs> uh, welcome to my realm. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> Tell me, Lara. What brings you to Barovia? <laughs> I'm Stradon Zarovich. No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> Carry on. Just make a note of that. Barge made of people. Oh dear. <clears throat> Tell me, Lara, are you getting the, uh, the urge to spread your wings or your fins or... Because, I mean, this is the first time in 200 years you've been back near water. Yeah, the, the thing is, I haven't managed to do either a swimming form or a flying form yet since the gem incident. Um, I haven't oh, quite yeah. figured that out yet, but uh, so I'm, I'm just going to make sure I keep my feet planted firmly on the barge. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Do you float? Or if you fell overboard, would you just like straight up sink? Uh, I mean, like, I can swim. I have power in my limbs, but I am very, very heavy. I like to imagine that Loki, like, some of his gears that are powering the locomotion of his legs detach and turn into, like, rotors, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Because it makes a lot of sense that you need quite a bit of thrust to be able to swim when you weigh so much. I kind of like the idea that, yeah, the gears sort of, like, detach and then rotate around and become, like, propellers that <laughs> move yeah. you through the water. And he, that's he, your swimming he, speed. Uh, he, he fully suplexes his knees and then adds paddles yeah. to the gears and where his knees are. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's canon now. Um, Mira. <laughs> Mira, what are you doing while this is happening? So Jin's sort of moving around, getting a bit of a feel for the crew, singing along, joining yeah, in. Myra, sort of, yeah. yeah, just trying to sort of meld in because obviously Jin doesn't come from a sailor background. Yeah, he's using his natural charisma just to sort of become sort of a sailor. Fake it till he makes it. Um, and yeah, you can see Lyra and Loki are very interested in the the mechanisms behind these um, these propulsion um, cubes for the uh, for the ship. What would Mira be doing? I think Mira will be going to try out a new eye. So she's going to go to the front of the ship and mm-hmm. have a look at the weather, actually, and just see the clouds, see the sky, do a bit of shape water, just absentmindedly on the on the water and skip a few waves. Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying out all of her depth perception. Just, yeah, being a bit reflective. Yeah. She thinks about what's happened where they're going. Yeah, and if there's anything going on with the weather, actually. She's always I I definitely think a perception or an investigation check is in order, then. Perception or investigation. Mm. I'm good at... Okay. (laughs) Try that one. 17's not too bad. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, As you begin looking out over the water mirror, enjoying the sensation of having binocular vision once more, um... You're sort of like you're focusing, looking around, occasionally shaping water to create little sort of patterns and swirls in the ocean, uh, in the river. Um, occasionally moving a bit of a large twig or, or a large um, branch out of the way that you think might cause problems for the ship if it were to crack into, just sort of pushing it out of the way using your shape water. Um, as you're focusing and looking out, the weather seems to be partially, partially overcast. There's a there's a, a clearness to the sky, but it looks like the clouds on the horizon are, are rising, almost almost threatening in a way, this sort of build-up of, of clouds promising storms in the future. Not now, but soon. Um, 
But the other thing is you sort of like glance down and take your eyes off the um, off the horizon. You notice something else. Uh, Coming out from one of the side bayous is the prow of a ship. No one else at this point seems to have noticed it, but you do instantly spot the prow of another ship emerging from um, emerging from the uh, canal nearby. Um, you can see that it is a much smaller ship than your own. It seems to be, um, yeah, very, very much a smaller ship. Uh, it has sails, um, so it is it's definitely using wind to be powered. And it seems to sort of be emerging out in front of you, maybe 120, 150 feet in front of you, sort of just poking its nose out from behind a small bayou um, before it begins sort of surging forwards, um, heading towards uh, the middle of the river where you guys are currently located. My question is, Mira, what are you doing? Uh, I, I look around and I'm like, Oh, I've got to say the thing. I've got to say, Shippo! Shippo! Shippo. Shippo. I love it. As you begin shouting out, Shippo, um, a, number, a number of the sailors sort of turn uh, and look in the direction that you're currently facing. Um, and then there are cries of, Pirates! River pirates! Um, coming from the, from the crew um, as this boat... Um, begins sort of moving up and getting into position alongside your boat. Um, I will throw everyone into initiative, please. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Fantastic. Alrighty, now, uh, Lyra, what did you roll? It's giving me two. You rolled six. That uh, must six. be an eight one from earlier. Um, Jin, 17. We've got a Leary in there for some reason. I'll delete that. Azua's not here. Uh, and Mira, yours was a... Have you rolled Mira? Yeah, I did 14. Sorry, I forgot to... No, 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 that's fine. I'll add that right now. Um, yeah, what you see uh, emerging from... Um, basically sort of crowding the deck of this much smaller... Um, much lighter looking vessel uh, you can see a number of humans half orcs um, and a few hobgoblins that seem to make up the crew of this pirate ship um, oops which you should now be able to see on the deck um, except they're hidden behind so i need to send this to that and now you should be able to see there we go. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's... a little bit better um yeah, the ship, which is, is sort of much smaller, much lighter, much faster, um, has quickly caught up to your um, to your much larger boat, um, and is pulled alongside, coming from the front to this, is basically docked in. Grappling hooks fly forwards and latch onto the edges of the uh, of the boat. Uh, one of the sailors who is at the front, the grappling hook pierces through his chest. Um, pulling him against the side of the boat and crushing him against it, you hear a gurgled cry and then silence um, as he is basically impaled and squashed against the um, against the side of this boat. Now I'll just chuck the sorry, yeah, that's them there. So the guards are the sailors, and I better roll for these pirates. Um, now my question is. Um, what are you guys doing while they are docking? Each of you has time for a turn while they begin trying to dock with the boat. Um, what we'll do is we'll go in the initiative order, but um, you will each have a chance to do something before they um, 
before they begin sort of rushing on deck. Cool, okay, so I'll go first then. Mm-hmm. Um, just checking. So I'm going to rush here mm-hmm. so I can see the boat. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, See how this one goes, boys. If this lands, pick off one at a time. I'm going to cast third level hypnotic pattern. Yes. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Um, I believe I make constitution saving throws. So wisdom save. Wisdom saves, Um yep. The range is 120 feet and a 30 foot, like, circle thing. Radius. Yeah, so it's going to be all of them. Absolutely. Pretty much all um, of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will quickly roll for all of them in that case. You're going to get me with that. Wisdom saving throw, 15. Amazing. Uh, Let me just quickly roll the initiative for these guys first, and then I will roll for... Hobgoblin Captain. Hobgoblin... And then the Bandits. Perfect, Mundo. Uh, right, I'll roll wisdom saves. I'll roll them as a group. So let's do the pirates, the standard pirates first. Then let's do the hobgoblins. And then let's do the hobgoblin captain. Okay, so my wisdom saves were 8 for the pirates, 14 for the hobgoblins, 18 for the hobgoblin captain. So the hobgoblin captain's the only one that didn't get affected because it's a wisdom 15. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so he's the only one who's not affected. Nice. And please, describe to me hypnotic pattern. I believe it stuns them. <laughs> Um, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll put it in in here just so everyone can yep. see what it does. Becomes um, charms. Incapacitated has a speed of zero. Fantastic. And Oof. I think they just charm the entire thing. I don't think they can try it again. Uh, concentration up to a minute. The spell ends for an effective creature if it takes any damage or if someone else oh, uses an action yes. to shake the creature out of its stomach. Yes, yeah. So that's um, why... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, so you create a twisting pattern of colours that weaves uh, through the area. So let's do... So I rush to the side of the ship. I look down at the boat, and they're all sort of getting ready into position. They're flinging... They're getting ready for their grappling hooks, and they're readying swords and bows and all that sort of stuff, and they're they're looking quite vicious. Um, And I rush to them, and I look at them, and then I sort of start weaving my hands together, doing an incantation. So this is somatic and material. So then oh, while I'm doing that, I'll clutch my component pouch as well at the same time. Um, and then I'll sort of send out... Oh, what? oh I've got to do something really cool. So this sort of these wisps of smoke will start coming from my hands and then start going onto the boat. And then it only appears like a little bit. And then suddenly all this sort of pink sort of flowing, almost like you're in a bazaar. bazaar and it's all mm-hmm. just like sort of swirling and it's a, it's a, like sort of taking up the entire ship obviously I'll do it so no one is affected on our ship as well yeah. um, and then it will sort of you got like, a all this, cube, so yeah. Yeah, this pink, pink thick smoke this smog just starts sort of going along the top deck and as they're sort of sitting there and they sort of breathe it in and they look at it and um, it starts you know sort of making them become sort of 
well, I guess stunned. I'd say they look stunned. Um, you can see the ones that were preparing to throw grapples are just paused, arms raised, the grapple hook hanging from them. Those that had thrown the grapple out um, and were in the process of tiring, tying it onto the ship, uh, again, are paused. Their hands sort of steady as the, as the grapples that have already been thrown are connected to the ship, but they haven't fully tied them down yet as they're paused. The captain turns and looks at his men, looks back at you and goes, Spellcaster, right. That's so good. <laughs> and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to everybody, Yo, get that one. He's the leader. Take him out and we take the rest out. Um, Absolutely. Then bonus action. Mm-hmm. To do... So I've already done a spell. Mm-hmm. Can't do spells. Nope. I'm going to give myself Bardic Inspiration just because yep. I really want to make sure I can hold that spell. Absolutely. You give um, and then I'm, inspiration. And then I'm going to actually retreat 10 feet just to here for now, just so I'm out of sight. Wait, if I go maybe here, would I be behind this? Oh, it's it's just an aspect of the railing. It's not high. Okay. It's, um, it's, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll retreat 10 feet back and I'll sort of duck. So I'm trying to get like some form of half cover if he tries to take any shots at me. Perfect. I'm going to do. Uh, alrighty, next up is the Sailors. Um, knowing the pirates uh, are there, giving that forewarning by Mira, the sailors rush over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and begin trying to hack away 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, um, to try and hack away at these grappling hooks. Perfect. Um, um, the other now, people on deck begin rushing away. Yep. Ah! So pirates begin emerging, <laughs> they sort of rush and try to head into the captain's cabin. Uh, so, by the way, who's the, uh, is this the, which one is the, oh wait, are they like only, uh, so three of them are actually awake? Uh, so the Hobgoblin Captain is awake. Um, oh, so that's the Hobgoblins, yes, yeah, so the Hobgoblin Captain okay. is awake. The cool. Hobgoblins um, don't seem to be stunned, but everyone else is. Alright. So the Hobgoblins are not affected by the stun. Um, that's what the guards do, that's what the sailors do. Lockie, you're up next. Alright, so he flicks the sack from his back, opens it up, and his armor goes. Yep. And, you watch and he's going to. Yeah. Nice. He's, he's, he's going to run his 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I've been doing a lot of measuring. Okay, uh, I'm going to grab this. He's going to run his 30 feet. Drop my mouse first. Uh, runs Part of his armor just clatters to the deck floor before like sinking back <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. He's just yeah. he's, he's trailing um, cogs and things. Okay, so I get there. So, um, yep. So as he's that's his thirty, and then he as he, as he gets to the end there, he, once again you see all the gears sort of like lock and just build up tension, and one little gear shoots out. And what's this part just there? Uh, it's just part of the railing. It's just an aspect of the railing. Um, Perfect. Nothing too it's, special. It's excellent. Well, he's, he's, he's going to... One of the gears is going to thunk into that part of the railing and then the tension build up in his system is going to shatter and all the pieces are going to pull themselves to there. He's going to reassemble himself back together. Yep. And then he's going to take out his mace and bash his shield. Holding it there. Yeah. Uh, make me an intimidation check. Cool. That's pretty intimidating. I think seeing a seeing a robotic metal man assemble himself from nothing and start smashing his shield is going to be a little bit intimidating. Apparently, it's not though with an eight um, because they're all stunned. The reason it's not intimidating, they're all stunned. 
<laughs> I actually, like, bang, bang, bang. I, I could give myself plus four for 12 if that changed anything. Uh, you can do that. Of course you can. Yeah. I won't tell you if it changes anything, though, because... Um, okay. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you what the outcome of your choices are before you make the choice. Come on, <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Come right, on. Nice. Come on. Alright, it's 12. It's 12, so... Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's really nice. 12. Um, holds ready. As, you, as you go, bang, 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 they sort of like look at you and begin going, like, keep it cautiously at you as you... Yeah, exactly right. There's a sort of a level of caution as you... Um, as you stand there oh, looking across. Sorry, I did think of something to say. Oh yeah? I'm going to divide by R. Oh. oh. I'm giving you disadvantage <laughs> for that. Yes! <laughs> I'm giving you, um, I'm giving you disadvantage. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. You don't like Matt's jokes, Alvin? I do like Matt's jokes, but come on, mate. Uh, Hobgoblins, as you, um, as you sort of as you come up, the hobgoblins who are no longer affected, um, they're going to rush towards the oh. edge of the boat. Wait, I thought it was I thought it was everyone but the hobgoblin chief. No, so the hob the hobgoblin chief and his hobgoblins are not affected. The bandits and the berserker are affected. Oh, so the bandits okay. and the yeah, exactly right. So so two two groups are affected. One group's not, but the oh. hobgoblin captain is he's just I just marked one as the captain, but they're they're all the same just for my purposes. Um, and then I Can named him afterwards. Know? Yeah, then I then I named him afterwards because I felt bad that he didn't have a name. Um, What's his name? You don't know yet. <laughs> oh, okay. you haven't asked him. You haven't asked him. What um, <laughs> name? I didn't get a yes. go on. Oh, oh. What's your dex mirror? My dex. Yeah. My modifier, you mean? Yes. Plus two. These guys go first. They have a plus three. Oh. Sorry. Um, That's right. We had a surprise. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. What I was saying is that because you oh, guys yeah. were at the top of the initiative, I was like, you guys have your round. They, they're not going to be on the deck of the boat, so you guys have got a round on the boat um, to oh, get into position and things like that. Oh. Sorry, yeah, that might have been my bad explaining it. Not super well. I don't um, think mirrors on the initiative order either. Yeah, yeah, I can see mirror. I can't. Can you not see mirror? No, no. I can't see that. That's why I thought it might have been. Oh no, I can see. Let me let me add you again. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I can see. Oh, I've got two of you now. Oh yeah, and I'm uh, fourteen. There we go. Done. There we go. Uh, wait. There we go. You should still be there now. All right, perfect. Yeah. Yep. So you're you're after these guys. Yes. Yeah, so as the hobgoblins see the effect of this, one of them's going to move five, ten, and shake this one awake. The other one is going to move five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, um, and he is going to pull out a large spear um, that has a fork at the end. It looks very reminiscent of some sort of trident device. Um, He's just going to see probably the Warforged is the closest one in range. Sorry, Lucky. Yep. He is going to throw his spear at you. Um, this sort of uh, harpoon trident. I'm so sorry. That is a natural 20. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no. So sorry. Um, the good news is if it's a um, if it's a thrown, it's not as much damage as if it's a, um, a melee. Oh. So that's use... only going to be... Um, so it's Wait. six plus six. It's only going to be twelve damage. Twelve piercing damage oh, as he spears you. Oh, one so question. Like yes. You rolled a net twenty, so it's an, obviously yes. an automatic hit. If I use yes. cutting words, does that subtract it to like, a, like how does that work with the crit? So cutting words for crits um, doesn't change things. So for a, a natural one and natural twenty for hitting, I, they're still going to hit. Um, for any other dice roll, okay. yeah, cutting words is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. 
Just for me. Okay, cool. Then I won't. Yeah, waste it's. I think I think from memory rules as written, um, it is still a crit regardless. It still hits regardless for a natural twenty. Like it's, it is still a. And, Easy and done. I thought about whether or not to have cutting words affected. I think I will just because it, it rewards that crit pass and crit fail. And I think you've always got to have a, a guaranteed success and a guaranteed failure for. for yeah. The chaos Otherwise, I can always just hold those like cutting words and then like just yeah. use them on crits. Exactly right. Um, that's all they do. Mira, you are up next. Okay. Alrighty. Well, they're all standing together on a wooden boat. <laughs> I will just start conjuring a fireball, but instead of coming from her hands this time, it starts to form in her eye and the ruby glows red. A little spark shoots through, curves over the side of the boat, and explodes on the little boat. Okay, wow. This is going to be absolutely brutal. Um, What level are you casting this fireball? Uh, Third. I only have third. Oh, I think a lot of them. I think a a lot of them just automatically fail. I have fourth. Yeah, I do have fourth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Fourth level spell. Okay, because the pirate captain was going to counterspell that, but now he has to roll because it's a third level. It's uh, it's an instant um, instant counter spell, mm. but it's a fourth. So, uh, I will need to make a check. The DC is fourteen. Uh, sorry, it's ten plus the spells level, so fourteen. I need to roll a spell casting check for the pirate captain. Sixteen, Mira. As you summon this, this fiery energy, you counter spell. You counter spell. Can you do that? Can you yeah. do that? I don't know. This is, a, this is one that we've been talking about. Um, it's a reaction, and you. I think you only get one. Yeah. Can you? Because you've already cast a spell. Can you cast another? Yeah, that's spell? the question. That's, the that's what I want to see. Level spell. Um. Oh, it's up to you, Owen at the end of the day. I know. That I'm just gonna. I have a quick. I have a quick look and see. I have a quick look and see if there's been any um anything on Twitter or Sage advice. It's, there's been um, a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My interpretation is... Yes, yes you can. Absolutely you can. Oh my god. <laughs> counterspell oh, can be blocked by a counterspell. A single wizard could not counterspell a counterspell that targets a spell he is casting. That makes sense. Although if he takes reactions, he cannot actually cast counterspell in the middle of chanting fireball. So no, you can't. Yeah, so Exactly right, so you can't. Okay, there you go. Um, but if you have right. another wizard with you or another sorcerer, you could counterspell the counterspell. Yeah. yeah okay, that's sense. good to know. That's good to know. I, I, didn't, I didn't know the answer to that, but now I do. Thank okay. you, Sage Advice. Awesome. Um, All right. Well, he spells my, my spell. As you, yeah, as, as you summon this ruby energy and the flame flickers behind your gemstone eye, um, it flies out towards the ship. The captain glances up and sees this and panics. This look of horror on his face as he holds up his hands in a desperate act, chanting. And you see a ring on his finger shine with this bright blue light, and the spell just disappears. Um. Anything else on your turn, Mira? That's your action. I go eep, and I'll go high. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yep. It's you know that's not high, right? It's just the size of a seat. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Would this wall here be more cover? I'm just trying to get some cover, really. They're they're all they're all waist high. The whole the whole ship. It's not it's not designed for like carrying behind it. So it's designed. Oh, and that... oh, Oh, I'll just, you, I'll, you just, just I'll get some cover, I imagine. I don't know, maybe not. You can, yeah. If you duck behind, I'd say you've got a quarter cover. Same, yeah, same right. as Jin, you've got, you got a quarter cover. Um, Lyra, I believe you're up next. That her friend has been hit by a harpoon. Mm. 
Lyra is very upset right now. So <laughs> what she's going to do is she's going to use fourth level control water to create a whirlpool. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, so I am specifically positioning this whirlpool more than 25 feet away from the boat that we are currently on so that there is no yep. chance of us getting caught in the whirlpool. Your range is 300 feet, so yes, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just the sort of gaming to cut 50 like 50 foot square. Wow. Yep. Up, nice. It's up two. So I'm guessing I can do a small. I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah, just I'd, gonna I'd like wanna cat, sort of catch, you know, them in this whirlpool and just start attacking them. I'm yeah. more than happy to that. <laughs> but again, in a way oh that God. we don't get hurt by the whirlpool. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, everyone just got all their like. Everyone's just got all their third and fourth of the spells just going on. Going yeah. On. We're reaching and... that point. <laughs> uh, there we go. So that should be the uh, the whirlpool there. I think that's uh, it's very hard to see, but I have got a token for a whirlpool. Actually, let's get let's get a much more obvious one, shall we? Let's just let's just enjoy the fact that you've got a massive whirlpool. You've just summoned. Here you go. This looks better. Like that. Uh, yep. Yep. That's twenty-five feet, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have previously been burnt by uh, not thinking a spell through. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it's, I've probably made it a little bit big. Let me shrink it just a touch. But that is—that's yeah. what you summon. You summon a whirlpool. Um, yeah, probably. There you go. Nice. Um, so, what happens with the whirlpool? You cause a whirlpool to form. Any creature or object in the water within 25 feet is pulled 10 feet towards it. They can swim away. If they enter the vortex for the first time on a turn or start their turn there, they take 2d8 bludgeoning damage and are caught in a vortex until the spell ends. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the boats don't get to make uh, saves for this. Goodness 13 me. bludgeoning damage is the first roll for it. Thank you very much. When we get to, I, Well, the boat, the boat's just going to take it as you cast this spell because the boat doesn't get a turn. So the boat takes 13 bludgeoning damage. Splinters fly up as the boat takes this damage. Cracks appear across the wood. Uh, and the hobgoblin captain staring towards this whirlpool cries out in alarm. Uh, anything else you want to turn, Lyra? Or have you done enough damage? <laughs> I think she's just sort of going to try on a bit of an evil laugh. She's never tried one before, but it's also the first time she's ever sunk a boat. So <laughs> 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 she tries a semi-evil cackle. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, the bandits are all stunned except for this one here, the Berserker, um, who is going to make a running jump to try and jump on. So five, I will roll an athletics check. Twelve. He no lands one. right here. Yeah. I don't mean to be that person, but... Go. How hard... Would he be at disadvantage because the boat is currently in a whirlpool? And so at the moment, the boat is attached by three grappling hooks to the larger boat. So the smaller boat has definitely lurched and been pulled. But it is still attached to this larger boat. So that's why I had him roll an athletics check to make that jump. Because he can oh, definitely perfect. jump 10 feet. So that's the yeah, athletics okay, check yeah. to make him jump it. Um, as he jumps and lands next to you, Lockie, he sort of like whirls, goes, <laughs> and then immediately begins sort of smashing at you as he seems to be in some sort of tr rage. Um, I don't think either of those are going to hit 16 and 11. No. No, neither of those hit. As he sort of wails away at you, he is unable to do any damage. The rest of these bandits are still under the effect of um of that horrific um 
color spray. Hobgoblin Captain, what is he going to do? Um, he doesn't like what you've done, Jin, and he doesn't like what's going on the boat. <laughs> and he doesn't like this whirlpool. He doesn't want people to die, but I think he does see the benefit in having to uh, having to do something about this. Um, he holds up that shield, uh, that that ring, and creates this glowing blue energy that flies out from his hand. Um, what happens on the deck of the boat? Um, a number of these strange blue orbs begin flying out of that ring. Um, he sends out um, six of these from his ring. Um, Jin, you take 2d4, which I will roll right now. You take oh, six damage from missile. two magic missiles. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lyra, you take four damage from two magic missiles. And Mira, you take six force damage from two magic missiles. As six magic missiles fly out and strike each of you. So... Lyra and Jin, I will need you to both make me constitution saving throws for concentration checks. So what is the? Uh, so it took six damage. So actually, he, the, uh... he gets hit with two missiles. So it's actually, I think it's actually two saves you need to make. A two and a four, Jin. So ten, ten is the DC when it's um, when it's not that. Lyra, yeah, your first one fails. So nineteen passes, Jin, and then your second con save because it's two magic missiles. I've realised. Nineteen. You maintain the color spray, um, but the whirlpool. Oh, not color spray. Hypnotic pattern. Hypnotic pattern. Sorry. Um, the whirlpool. I'm so sorry. That was such a good oh, idea. Man. The whirlpool. Oh, that was so cool. It was really well done. The whirlpool yep. suddenly begins to fade and flicker as you lose concentration on the spin that you're chanting. The Hobgoblin Ooh. Captain uh, is then going to make the jump as well. Um, I That's probably a bit far for him to go. I will make an athletics check. Yeah, he easily makes that as he jumps across and lands on the prow of the ship. Um, looking towards one of the sailors. Jin, you are up next. Okay. So, how's her mate Lockie looking? Oh, he's Lockie's fine. taken one or two hits, but he's looking okay, I think. Alright. So, is the Hobgoblin wearing any armour? He seems oh, to be wearing this sort of patchwork mix of um, leathers and chain. It's alright, I can't do what I'm thinking anyway. Um, okay, so I've got the hit point like a Okay, what I'm going to do is... This barbarian here, mm-hmm. I'm going to just smack him in the back. <laughs> Eldritch Blast. Yes, but before I do that, I'm going to drop Hexblade's Curse. Actually, no, I wouldn't use it on him. I'm going to use it... Is this Is this like... Are the, all the Hobgoblins the same, or is that like... Is this guy... Like, this guy's wearing a like, captain's hat. Alright, so I'm going to Hexblade's Curse him. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I need to be within 30 feet... Oh, wait, no. 65 feet. Oh, I can't actually possibly do it this turn. I'm just going to leave it for now, actually. I'm going to do a Bardic Inspiration for Lockie. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. Um, yeah, Bardic Inspiration for Lockie. Yep. So I have one and Lockie has one. Um, and then I'm just going to smack someone in the face with Eldrift Blast. I'm going to go for the Barbarian, though. 
Yeah, yeah, go for it. So first, uh, does a 12 hit him? 12 does not hit him as the Eldritch Blast flies over his head. Alright, second beam. Um, 11 misses as well, take it. It does. Yeah. Obviously. Um, as it flies over his head. Nah, nah, 11 hits. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. As it, as it just flies over his head. Sort of the rocking of the ship and the sudden appearance and disappearance of the whirlpool throwing off your aim. Anything else on your turn, Jim? Um, I'm going to come over here where this guy's sort of standing and use... Is this actually like a thing? It's a seat. It's like a circuit. It used to be the mast of the ship when it used to be an ocean-going ship with sails, but it's been hacked off, and now it's just a stool. People consider right. it a stool. Well, I'm going to use it as cover anyway. I'm going to hide I'm gonna hide behind it. Okay. You've got just a quarter cover behind it. All right. Whatever um, I can get. <laughs> The sailors. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Was there nah, that's it. That's it. One of the sailors who's carrying behind the thing with you looks and goes, "Where do these parts come from?" This looks terrifying. Um, this sailor is going to rush five, ten, and begin trying to hack off the grappling hook. Uh, he is successful as he destroys the grappling hook, cuts the rope, and the grappling hook falls dead into the water. This one is going to make a swing against the hobgoblin captain. He misses completely, um, and Hobgoblin Captain um, sort of dances around him, sort of laughing. Give me a real fight, boyo. Uh, Loki, you're up next. <laughs> okay. So I was looking. I was really hoping that my friend's whirlpool would go well, and it did for a little bit. It moved it. Whirlpool. The whirlpool, but unfortunately, it faded away. So he will look at it and go. Been better before, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he's going to cast. Okay, I'll need your your reckoning on this. What would happen if I cast reduce on the boat? Reduce on the boat. So let's have a quick look. Nah, it's I told you I've got it open now. D and D beyond enlarge reduce. An object. Yep, creature object that's not worn nor carried. Yep, I'd say that's fine. I would say you can cast it on the boat. It doesn't say that it is, it's not being worn or carried. It is an object that you can see within range. Um, yeah, you can halve it, absolutely. It says in all dimensions, so it's both as well. Yeah, Very absolutely. Easy. Let me shrink the boat down <laughs> as these guys get tipped <laughs> into the water. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll actually just halve it on the screen. Okay. So, how this one happens? So, halve in the middle like that. So, yeah. these guys are overboard. Yeah. So, how it happens is um, mm. uh, the he'll have on his palms just little um, little cogs set inside, and he sort of throws them out in front of him, and they will shoot out. And then uh, a little electric current just dances between all the cogs that have gotten around, say, around the edges of the boat, and it all just pulls each other and shrinks it. And pulls it in a little bit. I just realised the boat would shrink towards the grappling hooks because they are providing an anchor to the main boat. So it would shrink in that direction, which means yeah. this guy, this guy, and this guy are definitely overboard. This one, I'm going to give him a dexterity save. He fails the dexterity saving throw. He's overboard as well. Um, the boats are moving forwards at quite a fast pace. These guys move off screen. Five, 
10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Oh, please 45. tell me one of those volcano engines. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Nah, he's sort of going underneath, which will give him a chance oh. to make another deck save to try well, and grapple I, onto this yeah, thing. Would it, would it not draw the water in, in a cone in front of it? Yeah, but the, the thing at front, there's a filter at the front that just doesn't oh, allow yeah. things to go in, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did discuss this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I know. Um... Owen, would you arguably say that now that they've been dunked in the water, that's technically rousing them out of the stupor? Uh, I would say they're not taking damage. It does Ooh. specify someone else needs to use an action to shake the creature out of a stupor. They've also just fallen into water. Into so water, yeah. I'm going to leave it up to you how you want to rule that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably I will rule pretty, that it does break the, the spell, but not before they are swept. Yeah, I think I think I'll rule that they are they are woken from the stupor by being plunged into freezing water, um, but not enough to make that dexterity saving. So these guys didn't get a dex save because they were still affected by the um, by the spell, um, and that's why they just went straight overboard with no dex save at all. Yeah, very nicely done, Lucky. That was that was very well done. As the boat just shrinks right down. Uh, what would you like to do, Lucky? Any uh, bonus actions? I do have a. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? You know what I'll do? I will spend my bonus action to. Oh, man, new character who does. Um, to do the. I think we get seven points of. Health. Mm -hmm. For my. Da, 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 da. Here we go. Oh yeah. Uh, bonus seven to. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, just uh. He will spin up. And little a little defensive field just starts vibrating just off the edge, so I gain seven temporary hit points. Absolutely. Um, the hobgoblins are next. This one's going to make another deck save in the water. That's a natural fucking one. Um, wow. I haven't got any advantages either. Um, as he smashes his head against the engine, he is knocked partially stunned, um, and he is face down in the water. Um, Ooh, no. Yeah, it's rough. Being, at the end of his turn, he is swept a further 45 feet downstream. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. 45. Um, Mira. Uh, oh, sorry, no, there is another hobgoblin, the one that's still in this boat here. Um, man, there's been a lot of shit going down. He's going to throw another spear at you, Lockie. Um, I think realising that there's some shit going down here with the, with the boat. Um, so he's going to make a shot against you. Sorry, just get that back in. There does a... No, I'm guessing a, a 14 definitely does not hit you. No, the flex off his shield. So he's coming and... So yeah, um, the harpoon just... into the wood beneath your feet. Um, he is then going to move 5, 10, 15 towards the edge of the grappling hooks. Um... And he's going to attempt to try and reel the boat towards uh, the main boat, but he can't do anything left on this turn. Mira. <laughs> okay, we're going to cast. Um, going to come forward. Mm -hmm. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Mm -hmm. Full movement, and then I'm pretty sure I'll work this out. 
Oh no. My maths is wrong. Oh no. Oh no. Hmm. Anyone holding the grappling hooks at the moment? On the top deck? Any of the pirates? No, no one's holding grappling hooks at the moment. Okay. Alrighty. Um, in that Unless case, you count the dead body that's got a grappling hook embedded in it. No, didn't quite. No, didn't didn't count that one. No. Uh, I will instead. But I can't. Oh well, fireball it is. Where are you centering this? Okay, so fireball is a big old boy spell. So I think it's sixty. Twenty foot radius. I'm going to do it at the back of the boat so that it might spread. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, not too close to the engines. Maybe actually, maybe more in the middle. I'm going to try and get the the, the, the ropes. Yeah. Oh, so like there, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hundred um, percent. So in this case, um, there are two people who are absolutely affected by this. I will roll for them <laughs> right now. Deck yeah, the ones. It is a deck save of uh, DC fifteen. Can the bandit make the roll? Uh, no, he can't. Um, so it's only one person who's making the roll, and they failed. The hobgoblin failed his roll. He only rolled a 14. You better roll me some damage, Mira. I will happily roll some damage. And that's going to affect the boat and the ropes. Yep. Oh, wow. 24. Uh, the ropes are instantly snapped. Oh, not that one. Sorry. The ropes are instantly snapped by this display of magic that shoots out. <laughs> The ropes are, yeah, they, they immediately catch fire. Um, the hobgoblin uh, underneath is burnt and damaged. The bandit is incinerated. Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> the boat, 24 damage to the boat. It had already taken... And it's 14. <laughs> you watch as the boat splits in half <laughs> as it is burnt and incinerated. <laughs> the hobgoblin who was left is dropped into the drink, um, immediately pushing him 45 feet as he smashes into the engine. I better quickly roll some damage for him. He's actually dead from that. That is enough to oh, kill him. Wow. Uh, this bandit, 5, so 10, like 15, he's... 20, 25, 30, 35, he smashes into it as well. Oh. It's essentially the same as falling 45 feet into this thing. It's a massive metal cage. Um, he is knocked to the side, taking quite a bit of damage, but not enough to kill him. Um, the rest of these guys are also swept. Oh no, they, on their turn they'll be swept further. It's just the ones who immediately out of the water get swept. Um, oh, this hobgoblin should have been swept 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, even further downstream. Wow. Um, anything else in your turn, Mira? That was incredibly uh, well done. Mira's ruby eye just kind of glints. She smiles. Amazing. Lyra. You're up next. There's only one pirate on the... There's two pirates on the boat. The rest are all burnt alive or in the drink. <laughs> Alright, I think Lyra's going to go... Yeah, there's a good spot. Um, and she's just going to do a good old thorn whip on pirate number one. Absolutely. Yeah, thorn whip. I believe that is an attack roll. 23 is definitely going to hit. I'm Ooh. guessing you pull him closer, or...? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's blocking a bit of a break. 
10 piercing damage and pull him to 10 closer, which does technically activate Loki's um, reaction. Uh, it's force movement, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're right. It's force movement. movement. So you're, no right. you're right. Apologies. Um, <laughs> anything else in your turn, Lyra? She's good. Sweet ass. Um, the bandits in the water get oh, swept. Man. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet downstream. Um, so, as is, that, is that other bandit like caught in like the the capture part of the engine? No, so he's been, he smashed into it and was spun off to the side and is now disappearing. No, 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 the one that died. Oh, the body, yeah. It's um, it's basically like stuck in a, uh, yeah, let me, let me put it down for you, absolutely. You oh, that could actually be, that could be bad sicko. actually. You see the dead body of the hobgoblin is sort of like tangled limbs uh, is partially captured into the uh, the edge here, not obstructing it, but is definitely caught on the uh, on the suction and flow. The hobgoblin captain, sensing things are not going his way, um, <laughs> is going to cast a spell from his ring on himself, and then he's going to jump off the side of the boat, invoking an opportunity attack from this guard who actually does hit him for four damage. Um, And he begins running along the surface of the water using uh, his ring to cast Mortal Walk. Oh, I was was going to counterspell that. Oh, you can counterspell that as he jumps off the boat. Of course you can. That is instantly counterspelled. As he jumps off the boat (laughs) with this spell, (laughs) you watch as he jumps into the water (laughs) just expecting to land. As he sort of, because I, I did the thing is I did describe him running, yeah. jumping and casting yeah. the spells. So as he is in midair and goes to cast this spell, you counter spell, and he drops into the water feet first, and is swept 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 feet um, alongside the boat, smashing along the hull. I might add as well, which is going to deal a little bit of damage to him. Um, Jin, you're up next. There's only one dude on the boat, and he looks around in confusion, suddenly realizing that his whole <laughs> band of pirates oh is gone, God. and his captain's just yeeted himself into the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna move. Um, I'm gonna move over here. I'm just gonna stay there for now. I'm just gonna check. Cool. Alright, so that guy there could still be an mm-hmm. issue. Are you, I would say that these guys in the water, like, you can't see them from on the boat. You're going to have to get to the side of the boat to be able to see them because they are oh, currently... Like, these guys out, out off the side of the ship are much, much easier to see. But the guys who are right up close to the ship, because the ship is, is aquaplaning on top of the water, it is quite high up. Um, so it is going to be quite hard to sort of see over the edge. I'd say you can see this one um, from where you are there, but this guy here is right against the uh, the side of the ship um, and underneath the uh, underneath the um, the sides. I'd say it's very hard to see him. This one here you can see from where you are there, definitely. Let's um let's go back. Just trying to. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. I'm actually going to use dash mm-hmm. to get here so I can see that yep. guy. As you lean and look over, you can see him floundering, sputtering, attempting to sort of a... uh, climb his way to the side of the ship, but being battered by the waves and the speed of the boat. Um, 
No. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And what would you like to hex? Which one? I'm gonna try not hipping ball, so I'm gonna go Dex. Dex. You've been doing Dex. Absolutely. So he's gonna have disadvantage on Dex saves. Or uh, not saves, Dex ability checks, yeah. Yeah, just in case he does try to do anything like that. Yeah, so the saves, acrobatics checks. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Otherwise, else I've, attention? Yeah, I'll, I will use my free action to say this barbarian. Alright, my friend. Seems all your other mates have uh, went overboard. You lay down your, your, uh, your axes. Or you jump over to take what you want, Yari matey. The sailors are going to move up, crying out, like, yeah, we've got him! Like, celebrating, somewhat prematurely. Uh, they're going to rush around this guy and begin wailing on him with their spears. Um, oh my god! Ooh. I tried yeah, they to... Actually, they actually <laughs> do do a little bit of damage there. Well, he, they, these pirates came and killed one of their friends, like, <laughs> someone they've been sailing enough. with for years. Um, yeah, they actually do a little bit of damage. That's 11 piercing damage. Um, Lucky, you're up next. Right. Um, he will be like, well, you can either capture him or kill him. Doesn't really worry me. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to help. So he's just going to uh, walk up behind, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to grapple him. So Absolutely, both, make both me a hands clamp down. Now it's, it says on my or oh, what's he what call here? Sorry, um, the your armor smithing. My armor for yes, the specific type of armor that I've taken allows me mm -hmm. to put my intelligence on top of. Sorry, let me just find it. Is it instead of on top of? That's what I want to know because it's it's fine. Um, uh, the down bottom. The down bottom. Yeah. Uh, advantage. Oh no, that's Sorry, sorry. Still learning this character. Um. I think from memory it's added to. You, you can use your intelligence in addition. Yeah. Yeah, add as intelli you can add your intelligence. intelligence yeah. okay, so exactly right, that's what I thought it said as well. Stint, and then add another plus four. Yeah. Uh, what was that one? That was a 17 plus 17. four. 21. I will roll. He is grappled. Cool. As you come up behind, and just whip your arms around him and lock him in this headlock. He begins sort of struggling, like, Oi, let me go, let me go. Yeah, Locky. <laughs> let me go, let me out of here. As you locky him in a headlock. A headlock. I cannot do that, my friend. You have been restrained. <laughs> nice. Hobgoblins. Um, they, there's, no, there's nothing these guys can do. The ones that are in the water are swept off screen um, as the water pushes them away. There's, there's nothing they can do to prevent this now. Um, in fact, at this point, I don't think there's anything any of these guys can do. Um, I'll roll a dex check just for the Hobgoblin Captain to see, but we might be actually out of it. Yeah, I rolled a four. Um, he is just swept past the boat. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. I'll roll another one just, just to see if he does have a chance to grapple on. No, so that's a nine. He's off. 
they're, they're, all of these guys are just swept away in the current as the boat continues forwards and you guys are out of initiative. With this guy headlocked um, and the guards around him holding spears at him, he will surrender. He drops his weapons and goes, I'm sorry, I surrender, I surrender, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. Um, I will take us out of initiative and we will pick up the outcome of that next session. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. That was a, an amazing session. Um, oh man, that was uh, I loved all the uh, the RP at um, the sunken barge. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. We will be back next Wednesday um, for some more Rise of Tiamat uh, in the Tyranny of Dragons campaign. We really appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys coming and um, coming and joining us. It's always lovely having having a nice live audience. And thank you for spending your channel points to give the party advantage and disadvantage. We really appreciate it as well. Um, thank you so much, everybody, uh, to you guys, the players. Um, it, it's so lovely to have you guys here for for D and D. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Owen. Yeah, my absolutely. pleasure. Thank Alrighty, you for the well, session. With that, we will head out. Stay safe. Stay well, everybody. And we will see you all super soon. Farewell. Hey, See you guys. Stay safe, Melbourne. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.